everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. Sunday night call-in show, Street Fight. Thanks for being here. We're ready to take your calls. That number to dial is 614-655-3887. We're still working out the kinks, but we're going to be on Means TV. We're going to be doing our live stream over on the Means feed and uh, hopefully be joining other folks that uh, will be live streaming on those channels so we can spread this mess even further across the U.S. to every corner of the flat earth. Um, We are happy you're here watching the live stream here on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, whatever it may be, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, I'm in the chat. I'll add a little bit of commentary if I can. Uh, I always love to see what y'all have to say. You can, of course, always just listen to the show as a podcast. And I suggest that even if you are a faithful live stream watcher, you do add the podcast. There's bonus episodes that come out that are audio only. Those are only available uh, for free on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and where other fine podcasts are available. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quimby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it now for uh, uh, eight years out of Columbus, Ohio. You know us uh, from WCRSFM 92.7 or 98.3 here inside 270. Uh, our show airs live. We've got the simulcast going now, so people within... The 270 Outer Belt can hear Street Fight on your radio dial. That's, once again, if you're in the 614 area code, 92.7 or 98.3 is the place to be to hear Street Fight Radio. How uh, has your week been? Good. Okay. I mean, I guess, you know, as good as weeks get. It was relaxing I had a great one. We had a very high, high energy day. Then we had a chillax day. So. Yeah, I don't do. I I went for a walk. I did chores this morning. I got up at like eleven, and I was like, hey, I got to do some chores. I got to do the dishes. I got to do laundry, which involves leaving. I go to a laundromat and wash it, and then I dry it at home because I don't have a washer. Well, I have two washers. Neither one of them work though, so that's a problem. And uh, had a whole conversation about this yesterday with Brett and a couple of friends. They were, you know, giving me the business about how I'm. Uh, not responsible with money and i get it i should buy a washer instead of uh thinking about weighing my clothes and seeing if i should have them washed by somebody (laughs) i mean it would be one thing i i get where you're going because it would be one thing if i was like a rich guy but i like don't have any i'm broke as fuck yeah you gotta go squeeze the extra pennies yeah i could use the money i'm broke i have like 80 dollars to my name you know how much are you spending on laundry every week well this week nothing because i found a roll of quarters on the ground when i was out on my walk which was incredible okay one of the greatest moments probably of the past 10 years i walk down the street i look down i see a roll i was like that's fucking nickels yeah you know like the first thing i'm thinking is like that's a roll of nickels who cares but what's that two dollars yeah and then i pick it up and it's quarters and i'm like that's a jackpot right there that's 10 bucks yeah big money yeah so i picked that up some poor you know, person at the Burger King or something came up $10 short in their drawer or something like that. But, but you, know. you know, you got free you laundry. For I week? got free laundry for a you week. You use it all on laundry? Yeah, yeah. $10 a week on laundry? About, well, no, $10.20 a week. About, Don't it's say like, that. I'm going to choke. <laughs> I'm going to choke. $10 a time, and I do it twice a week. So it's like $10 every time I do it every four days because I have four pairs of shorts. Mm, Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. 
You okay? I can't do any. I don't have a hundred. Can you bucks? sign up for payments? Oh, like aren't there? Aren't there? Are oh, yeah? Aren't there like cheap ones though? Aren't there? Are there actual used washers? Yes, there is like my used tire habit that like that's what I'm in right now. But okay. I I know you're doing this for the radio or whatever. But we talked about this yesterday. I have two washers in my basement that I'm avoiding doing anything with. Yeah, right? try a trade up. They're depressing me. Just get on the phone. You, here's what you have to do. This is going to be totally foreign, but you got to just have fun with it, like it's a, char- a character for the radio show. You're going to put on. You're going to put on your negotiator hat. Oh no! You're going to go on Craigslist. And you're going to get phone numbers of all the washer people in town, and you're going to call them up, tell them your situation, and see who offers you the best deal. Ugh. You know I can't do the radio guy when I'm oh, not on the radio. It's, why not? <laughs> but you're not. I can't. I don't have it you in me. You need someone to softball you stuff? No, I just have to be on the goddamn podcast to be the Brian that's on the podcast. The Brian that's on the podcast, if you called in right now and you were Johnny... I'm starting to talk like Bubba the Love Sponge. This is too much, man. That's he's something he does. Johnny Washer Guy. If you <laughs> if you call in and you're like, I'm Johnny Used Washer Guy. Uh, and I, I would negotiate with you for sure. I'd be okay. like, come and pick up these two washers from me and I'll give you 40 bucks for a washer that works. A used washer that works, you know, as long as there's no roaches or anything in it. Sure. And, uh, but if I did that in real life, I just, I feel like the, I don't know why, but I feel like the other person won't put up with my shenanigans. Like, it'll feel like shenanigans to me. It's talking to a guy yesterday at the party. We know a guy who's like, a, uh, <laughs> We know a guy who's who's like an ex. Yeah, we know a guy that that is uh, like an ex cop, and they were talking about where I walk. Everybody was kind of like, "Oh, I've seen Brian walking here. I've seen Brian walking here." And uh, somebody was like, "Hey, I saw Brian walking on Parsons Avenue, right?" And he was like, "Oh, well, that's the hood." You know what I mean? And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I guess it's not really though. There's nothing in Ohio, Columbus that's really that bad." That oh, I'm that's afraid not, that said, you're aware of. Or yeah, that you I frequent. just said I don't. I don't worry about that stuff. Is what I told him. And I'm like, I don't worry about that stuff. I'm from South End people. You know, I just it's fine down there. And um, they were like, "What if you get robbed?" And I was like, "People don't rob big guys." You know what I mean? In the middle of the day. I know. People just aren't. Nobody's going to rob a big guy in the middle of the day. What a huge, enormous pain in the ass. Yeah. And try to find it. Let's go. Let's go. We can try to get that 200 pound guy's wallet right next to this little little byway here. I know. Cars are going like 40 miles an hour next to it. That's what I was trying. That's what I always tell people. It's a ton of cars. There's so many dudes that are like fucking fucking hospital right by it. I know. There's so many dudes that are like 225. They're like, I ain't going over there. I'll get robbed. And I'm like, nobody's going to (laughs) rob. They don't want to deal with it. Is it like if you were going to rob somebody, would you rob somebody that you think even might possibly be able to whip your ass? You know, I'm not a fighter. Okay. And that's the reason I bring this up is because I, I generally over the phone or when dealing with a salesperson or something like that, I don't know how to throw my weight around in that way. I don't know how to be like, Brett, you're confident. You're a confident guy. You go in. I watch you do this. I watch you negotiate. I, I hear secondhand about you and Katie talking to venues and stuff like that. And I'm like, 
you know, I would like just take the first deal every time. I do it all the time. I'm I'm fucking scared, you know? How long did it take you guys? You and Katie, because Brett and Katie are, are like my life coaches, basically. <laughs> How long did it take you guys to talk me into taking back shoes to REI? Like, it took a long fucking time. Well, I'd explain it. I'd explain it about like 16 different ways, probably why it was okay. I'm scared. I don't know how to be that guy. I'll, I can be that guy on a visual basis, right? Like if you're a robber and you're standing out on the south end of Columbus and you look across the street and you see me, I can put you off. I can make you worry, you know, I'm, I'm not dressed particularly, I'm in like sweat shorts and a t-shirt. So, and I always make sure that they're like black and like sort of not like jogging clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't dress like a guy in my neighborhood. I dress yeah. like a guy that lives in that neighborhood. Yeah. I'm like, nobody's gonna mess with you. Nobody's gonna, me listen, it's enough. If you're worried about that kind of thing and you're like a 200 pound guy, just wear a shirt with like a skull on it and nobody will mess with you. Like it doesn't take anything, right? But it takes, it would take everything in my heart and everything in my soul and all my strength to call one of these guys and not get intimidated halfway through the conversation and just be like, you know what? I'll just pay $100 for a washer, $100 for you to take these two washers and whatever. Because I also don't want to touch them. I don't want to do, I don't want anything to do with this. Okay, so there's a washer. Do you want me to negotiate? Do you, will you pay me to negotiate it for you? No, I won't. Oh. But there's a washer in my basement, right? That has standing water in it. That has been in uh, there for yeah. five years. There's just, and it's crying. There's things in our lives that we, we know they're there. And you live every day and you think you ignored it, but you know it's there every day. And you have, once you get rid of it, like, you might start shaking. Like, you might just start out of nowhere shaking and, like, feeling like, you know, your life is different now. Do you think that, like, do you think that it's possible that the two washers and the giant TV in my basement contribute to my anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's two washers and a giant uh. TV in my basement that I don't want to do anything with. And I'm always anxious 24 hours a day. And I do, I think about them a little bit, but it's because my wife is always like, we got to get rid of these washers. And I was like, I mean, I don't want to carry them. I don't want to carry them upstairs. If I could hire a person to come over and take both of them and give me a washer, I would love to do that. I there, might do it. If I can do it for a hundred bucks, I'll do it. There's some sort of yokai or something that lives in there. Those are like evil spirits. Right. Yeah. That, that washer is scary. That's something I don't even want. I don't like, I can't think about the fact that, because first of all, it's one of those electronic washers. That's why I didn't fix it. I didn't even give it like a shot to fix it because my sister had bought it. It was like a really expensive one. And it was just like, it just stopped working. And I was like, yeah, I'm never getting this fixed. I, yeah. I, I did what I do. I walked up and I unplugged it, plugged it back in. Didn't work. I was like, fuck it. That thing's broke forever. And then somebody gave me a free washer. I have a I have a shoulder dolly. I don't want a, anything to do with the that carrying. That thing's the shit, though. I don't like carrying. It makes thing. it so much easier. Regardless of how Well, maybe strong, I'll do. Maybe you can pay me. Maybe I'll take this job. You said 100 bucks? Yeah, I got me a washer, though. Oh, I got to get you a washer yeah, you get the and washer get rid, and get of, rid two, of the two four, washers. This is, our new, this is our new show to compete with something on, like, the learning channel. Yeah. Or this is, like, our, right, our new American Listen. Pickers competition show where, like, you come up with budget ways for me to like make money listen if you're a listener and you are like oh i could scrap two washers and get 40 bucks 
and I can find a used washer for a hundred bucks uh and i'll do this then by all means you're welcome to you will not get even a second no, of cut, help from cut me. yourself in though you gotta cut yourself in i don't need to profit no yeah, no i'm just saying profit. if you do you gotta if try you, to get you, profit if you were like oh i need a hundred well no they would make profit right like if I i'm saying you i'm saying you got a budget you got a hundred dollars a hundred dollar budget and you got two washers 40 bucks and you got all the charm in 40 wait what 40 bucks you would get 40 bucks because i heard yesterday no from a i'm person not saying that would that. never know that if you scrap a washer well, you I'm get 40 yeah. bucks no see that's your defeatist ass attitude <laughs> you've made up your mind you haven't talked to the person that's willing to pay the money you don't know how much they're worth so you've got a hundred dollars and you've got two washers yes that's a lot to work with okay i mean if you think you can do something i would then love that's, to see this gonna be happen. a challenge for this week we'll come back on Sunday and see how far I get. I'll have thir- I'll have a hundred dollars on Thursday, and I will. I straight up will. Oh, I can put the money up. Uh, no, I'll just put a hundred. I'll take a hundred dollars out of the bank and I'll set it down here on this table, and I'll just be like, get rid of two washers and get me a washer for this. And you won. You won. I don't know what you won. You won a lot. I'm gonna try to get like forty or. So. I want to keep as much of the hundo as possible. Yes, that's totally okay. But it's so much work, dude. You're not gonna want to deal with it. Yeah, you're right. It's right, like I probably so signed up much. for too much. We'll see. We'll see. It's like five days work is what it sounds like to me. Like if I was charging you labor hours for that, like if I if somebody told me to do it, no, this is like, gig economy. Labor hours this is a be? gig economy. Well, but yeah, but if there were labor hours, I'd charge you for five days, five twenty-four hour days. Because it's just wow. that is really I just so much work. Five twenty-four hour days. Yeah. Just, it's a lot of work. I tried to get one of the washers fixed. I paid eighty-five dollars mm. to have a guy come and look at it. And he was like, it would cost $900 to fix that. And I was like, get out of here, $900. (laughs) Welcome to Tactical Difficulties with your hosts, Brett and Brian. What do you think about, like, the odd jobs sort of life? You know, have you ever thought about that? Because I've considered that. Like, that odd jobs, like, Um, you just post on Craigslist and you're like, I'll just do some shit for you. That's only something that, like, you would ponder if you had enough time and you money to ponder that i mean you're only doing it out of necessity it's because like you can get something done and you're i don't know i feel like it's very very hard scrabble life right because i've talked to people you're on, filling in gaps i mean you're yeah. ju- you're filling in gaps in the society that doesn't want to deal with some of that stuff it's a li- it's it's a little similar to like uh a, you know illegal work in you know yeah uh fields and farms and shit you know it's like this labor that is like absolutely necessary to get rid of all of this stuff but we rely on people to get paid twenty dollars to bring their fucking pickup truck that's put together with you know uh engine or like engineered parts you know i mean i guess what i mean is just like the kind of person that puts an ad up and is like what do you need done i'll do it on craigslist and then you just go out and you figure things out as the day goes people do that people yeah well i are mean like there people know that, that my dad is like, great at handyman it. my dad's like a binary thinker that only understands like measurements and saws and building and fabricating and uh, you're right i mean but if, if he had extra time he could do that i would love to hear from if there's any listeners that do because i there's guys i went to co- high school with that are now like just Every month, somebody pops up with a new Facebook page for a handyman service, and it's like, I would not 
See, I mean, but, just from what I know of you, I would definitely not hire see, you. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're undercutting contractors at that point because any bullshitter can become a contractor. I mean, that's who I, everybody I knew that was trying to do that for day to day life just ended up be, hiring a crew of people and doing general contract work. Uh, the the renegade Facebook person is somebody that you have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, you know, actually, I heard a fucking hilarious story from T from Champagne Sharks. You remember that first time we met him in New York? Yeah, he was like, uh, "I was like, how's your how's your day been?" And he goes, uh, "It's been it's been hell. We hired this guy uh, to work on the house. He was like of a friend of a friend that was supposedly good at this stuff, and uh, he brought his helper, and it was like a suspicious." looking woman in a very tight dress and found out that there was like they were he brought a prostitute over to his house and was like using his house as a party for the weekend he had just like kicked him out oh and then no. came to do the show with us <laughs> he was like that day had had like fucking had to kick the guy out and like you know had his whatever the the project was just like half blown apart yeah yeah uh, i mean i you know i've just heard of people who are like i'll go on and and get my garage cleaned out by a craigslist fella yeah but i also i understand like i understand what you're saying like how you're undercutting people who do the real work who do like skilled labor it's just there's some things that you can't get done cheaply i guess is what i'm like yeah there's some things that you can't get done well there's a level of affordability that we need because there's folks that aren't don't have the kind of money to hire like let me call it my general let me call it tad my fucking general contractor you know yeah when i was broke when i was like at my like probably my lowest point like right now i, I have 80 dollars, but like there was a time where that 80 dollars wouldn't have even existed you know where it was just like trying to figure out how to live and um when I was at my lowest point, I knew a guy who drove a tow truck and his dad worked on exotic cars and like luxury cars. And uh they saved me probably a thousand times. Just this dude would come and tow me for free. Yeah. And then he would take it to his dad and his dad would do these things that like, I I'll give you an example. I had a lug break off on my car. And it it didn't break off cleanly. It broke off and then it was in the hole. So you couldn't just go buy a, most of the time you could buy a lug and just screw it back into a hole. Yeah. You know, that's what yeah. it is, but it broke off. So the thing was broke and in the hole and it had to be like tapped and, and drilled out or whatever. And I took it to uh Meineke or whatever, one of the Midas or some shit. And I was like, yeah, you know, how much is this going to run me? And they're quoting me like over a grand, like yeah. so much money. Right. I take it to this guy. He's like, go buy the lug. And then he does it in five minutes and charges me $40 for it. Yeah. And if he just, if that guy didn't exist, dude, if, if I didn't know those people, like now I'm paying for it. I yeah. have to. Like, yeah. I don't have a connection to anybody like that. But back then, like, it is really, that's one of the things about working like a real job is that you do find yourself connected with a lot of very useful people. Yeah. And you can kind of trade services around with them. You know, I used to run cable for people and stuff, too, you know. Well, yeah, that was for I mean, It was advantageous for me. Like when I was a kid, uh, I got a tax return one time and I got five hundred dollars back. And my dad worked with a guy that lived out in the middle of nowhere near the fucking chicken farms that had a Chevy Camaro 
that was just sitting in his garage that he was willing to sell for 500 bucks, you know? Yeah. But it was a guy that had a bajillion cars, you know? Yeah. And my dad was just like, do you have like a cool one for a teenager that runs? And he's like, I'll sell you this Camaro for 500 bucks. And it was like, (laughs) all right, as long as we can drive it back, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I I had a friend across the street whose dad was just. Like, plugged into every single junk person in the city. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it provides a service, and I I don't know. It is like, it's it, it just fills in a gap. I, I forgot what I was going to say. I had I would a great, a had a great person, example though. of someone that saved me on one of those, but I totally blanked because I was listening to your person. I would love to be a, a – I, I, I mean, I love junk people. Like, I, I don't know how they do it. I don't know I'm, how you live that way. I but. mean – I am still kind of one. I'm trying to get rid of my basement stuff, and I put a lot of it in the Facebook group to sell because there's just things that I find that are a really good deal, and I can't let them not leave. Like, I have to hang on to them because I'm like, that is pretty valuable. Or like, uh, somebody actually would really want that, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I just... For I did end up going at it as a business, but I've tried. I've given up at this point, and I, I don't, you know, I don't have it in me, and I don't really hang out with any fucking junk people anymore. No, no junk. I live in the junk life. We got rid of all. All the junk people are gone, and well, bless lives. them. They deserve everything. I know. For I love sure. them. I love them. I love them. That's the, the ingenuity that of- saves people and keeps you know make sure that they can still get to work and shit. Was thinking about the guy across the street. Uh, I, I, I was thinking about the guy I grew up across the street from that just had like his whole entire backyard was made out of sheds. There was almost no grass. It was all sheds and they were just full of junk. But there was always like he was always like adding on to his house with like, junk that he found. You know? yeah. So uh, I, I just, you know, I, I miss that kind of stuff sometimes. It's it's weird that you don't see it. Um. Sorry. Let's, uh, let's, let, we got any calls? Yeah, we got quite a few. Let's take some calls, man. Yeah, let's see, uh, who's on the line. See if any junk people are on the line. Hey, junkers, call into junk chat. <clears throat> Hello, how's it going? Oh, great. Who's this? Hey, it's Brian. Uh, um, wrong. With an I. Terry. You're Terry now. I've named you that. Oh. You can't be Brian on this show. There's only one of them, <laughs> and he's a powerful Y, Brian. No, I'm kidding. What's up, Brian? How are you tonight? Damn it. Hey, I sent you guys some Union t-shirts. Did you get them? Uh, Brett probably hasn't been to the uh, P.O. box this week. Have oh, you? damn. How long ago? Uh, they came in. I think they arrived on Thursday. Ah, yeah, I haven't been. Yeah, we haven't been to the P.O. box. Okay, no, okay. But we'll probably have them uh, Wednesday. Yeah, cool. Um, but they're from the Harvard Grad Student Union. Oh, okay. Which is, which is uh, where... I am currently a grad student in architecture. Um, and they're they're making pretty big moves, man. They're you know, for such a high brow institution like we're perceived to be, the union kicks some ass. What do what do people they, think about the union? What what have you found that people think about the uh union there? They're they're generally uh supportive. Okay. It's, uh they they won well they, they won their election. I'm actually not eligible to join because I'm not a student worker, but I've done some organizing and tabling and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty great. And, and, and for a union, they're affiliated with the UAW. Um, so they're, you know, it's, it's a big union, but, uh, <laughs> it's cool because they're fairly radical for just a normal run of the mill union. Like 
it's not the IWW or anything. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Being a, a normal big, big union, they're pretty radical. They had Booth Riley come give a talk last semester. Oh, nice. Cool. We got to figure yeah, out how to get they, in that Harvard speaking fee money, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> it gotta, isn't. You got to be. It's important that everybody gets to go into the coffin and masturbate. Like, I think every student should have that experience that goes to Harvard. <laughs> not just skull and bones people, not just the elites, you know? It should be shared experience. Yeah. And that very much is me. My dad is a carpenter and my mom is a school teacher. So I'm, I'm you know, and I have a lot of friends who are from similar backgrounds. But it's because the school has so much fucking money that they can afford to pay for people like me to go there. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, it's so weird because, like, you know, there's this, there's like a, is that my computer? There's a weird respect that goes on with people I knew about Harvard, where it was like they just think that everybody that goes there is kind of better than normal oh, yeah. people, which is basically how the whole world thinks anyway. But like, uh -huh. you know, there are a lot of normal people there too that are just like, like uh -huh. you're, you're not a one percenter. I was just thinking today about how I thought I grew up like as a one percenter in a way because my parents would sort of tell us that we were like better than the other people in our neighborhood and my dad's last name my dad's name ends with the fifth and uh we had a Chrysler Sebring and an above ground pool and a hot tub and I just sort of thought we were rich people and uh mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know why I, I, like, I don't know why I thought, like, I know why I thought it, because I was white trash, and it seemed like I was rich. <laughs> but, like, I could see, I, I, I could see going to Harvard as being something that really fucks your head up, too. Like, does it fuck with you a little bit that, that you're there? Oh, like, do you, do you, I, I'm going to ask you this, and I know, I probably know your answer. Do you feel like an inflated sense of importance a little bit there? Does it fuck with your head uh, like that? <laughs> It kind of does because it's it's one of those things that it's like there's no easy way to just say that. Oh yeah, you know there's no easy because it's and that's that's been like a running joke is like oh, I go to school near Boston, <laughs> you know that that sort of thing because you don't want to just drop that bomb because you don't want that kind of association because people will be like oh well, you go to Harvard you must be something try but to what's like really cool is. You try to get like oh, somebody, you try to get somebody to like go in on dinner with you and then like you tell them you go to Harvard <laughs> and they're like, fuck you, man. <laughs> you can pay for the whole pizza. <laughs> yeah. I, I once had a Harvard sweatshirt that I wore while I had blue hair and black and white Doc Martens. <laughs> oh, yeah. proud, my daughter wears proudly a said that I went to Harvard. Yeah. My daughter wears a Harvard Hell shirt. Yeah. But it is, it is weird, right? Like it, it is, I mean, it's like you probably do want to go. I mean, if you're looking at going to school, right, you want to go to the best possible place. I went to Ohio State because... Best possible for what? For yourself. For yourself, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. But when I went to Ohio State because it was just sitting there in the middle of the city and it seemed like such a big deal and everybody's a Buckeyes fan, I was like, I'm going to get a fucking degree from there, you know? Yeah. It's not like really the most healthy way to look at things, but like I can see where somebody would be like, I'm going to conquer Harvard. Because that's how I felt when I went to Ohio State. I was like, I'm going to conquer Ohio State. And it was very hard. It seems like it, it was a, I mean, wh how was, what was high school like for you? Uh, so I actually am in graduate school. So I uh, have an undergraduate degree from a small school. I'm from North Texas, uh, two hours northwest of Dallas. 
and I went to high school there, and I lived with my parents during undergrad, went to a little public school there, and so it's like, that's what's kind of cool about it, is it's like, I've just, you know, I've a shot for the moon and somehow yeah. happened to make it <laughs> landed amongst the stars. <laughs> it, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, some- that's very cool. I, I think like I, I, I admire anybody who shoots for something like, cause Harvard looks to me impossible. Like I just would never have looked at it. It, it. Like going to Harvard would have been like being George Clooney when I grew up. Oh man, <laughs> you're telling me <laughs> when I first got, when I first got the email that said go online and check your admission status, I thought I like I didn't even get nervous because I was like, oh, I didn't get in. Yeah, that's fine. I was just fucking around. Um, and then it said you've been accepted, and I was like, no, this this is not real. Yeah, <laughs> I can I imagine. Like, and it and if it is, I can't afford to go there. Yeah. And then so I went, and it said, and then on that page it said go look at your financial aid status. So I went and looked at that, and they're like, yeah, we're going to give you enough money to go here. And I was like. All right, I guess it's real. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Boston's but a crazy anyway. ass city though to 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 live in. Yeah. It's shitty weather. You move from Texas, you're like Brett. You you lived in Texas. Brett loved Texas. He loved the Texas weather and had to move back here. And Boston's even worse yeah. than here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what is the union doing there? Like, what what kind of actions are they into right now? There is a strike author- authorization vote coming up next month, which. I mean, they've been fighting for a contract for over a year. And it's basically stuff. I mean, it's pretty basic stuff. And when you think about it, the university is worth almost $40 billion. Mm-hmm. They can afford to pay for fucking maternity leave mm-hmm. and for, you know, stuff like that. Right, yeah. For PhD students who teach for them and work their asses off. Right, yeah. It's and, wild what they do to PhD students. Like, when I was looking into going to grad school and... um I talked to a lot of people like behind the scenes and Twitter DMs and uh they told me what what going to grad school is like. I was just like, no, I'm not I just I can't. I can't like I can't yeah. live that lifestyle yeah. for that long. <laughs> but like because I wanted to very yeah. bad, but they don't pay you shit. They don't pay you anything. Right. And they don't give you any you're, benefits. You're labor. Yeah. Yeah. And you're teaching classes. You're teaching almost all the classes at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Almost all my undergrad classes were taught by PhD students. I didn't have a lot of teachers that were PhDs when I went to Ohio State. Yeah. So, I ho- well, hopefully yep. they strike. Yeah, there's uh so they're they're voting for the authorization uh next month and hopefully they approve that and they're hoping to not strike, right? Right, yeah. Because they don't they don't wanna they don't wanna put their students behind you know, shit like that. Oh but, yeah, it would like, fuck everything hoping, up. They're hoping that they're hoping that the SAD will be enough to convince the administration that they're serious. You know, and it's stuff like so another one of the propositions that's on the table is uh, sexual assault allegations will be investigated by a third party. And okay. Harvard said, no way. We're not going to budge on that. That's his rich it's kids. All internal. That's rich kids. That's yeah. protecting rich kids. Exactly. That's exactly what yep. that is. You know, they exactly have some it. of the most powerful people in the world's kids there. And if you did sexual assault allegations by a third party, they would, you know what I mean? Like the school wouldn't be able to control exactly. what came out and, and, and right. the punishment. That's wild. That's, mm-hmm. and they're, that's like one of the things they won't budge on, huh? They said, we have nothing else to say on this matter. Yeah. Well, and it's not going to happen. 
That's wild. That is something. Yeah. And it's stuff like paid maternity leave, you know, stuff that's really not that much to ask. And there's, there's not, there's not a minimum wage at Harvard to like the minimum wage people make minimum wage in Massachusetts, which is 12 bucks. Um, that sucks. I hate that. A lot of, a lot of the people at law school, a lot of the people at the law school are making that. So it would be a bump up. If they were to get 15, that would be a bump up, but still shit, you know, nothing. Right. Anyway, yeah, it's a, it's, I was really impressed. Like something that, something that I, when I was looking into where I was going to end up for grad school, I was like, hmm, well, this is such an elite place, you know, and I don't like to be that close to money and power and everything. But then I realized that in the way that neoliberalism has just squeezed the life out of academia, this is one of the places that has maintained some of that life because they have so many resources, Yeah, right? They have so much money. They can have whatever they want. Yeah. Where like the state school that I went to for undergrad was like, had no money to do anything. And so they had to open up like an oil and gas petroleum engineering program just because that's where the money is. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's kind of ironic that their proximity to the market is what allows for some radical activity to happen. Yeah, I believe it. I, I mean, there's, there's also people that probably don't need as much, uh, help, I guess, in a way. Oh, God. If yeah. that makes sense. Like, there's people that are able to, like, fight the battle because they are able to take a little time off and, and like, risk their money or their yeah. spot, you know? So. Hopefully it works out. Well, is there anything our listeners can do to help out, like show solidarity or anything? Uh, just, uh, I mean, if you just want to look up the union, um, it's the Harvard Graduate Students Union, United Auto Workers. Oh, um, working with the auto yeah. workers. All right. Well, thanks for calling, yeah. Brian. And it's okay that your name's hey. Brian with an I, even though that's the weaker <laughs> way to spell it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> you Peace. know, Brett, why is there powerful Bye. letters? Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like people, Brian with a Y is like a more powerful way it's to interesting. say Brian. It's intriguing. Brian with an I is like, oh, hey, I'm Brian, you know. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm a little I guy, you know. Wise for life. Interesting. I wonder how many other Brian's with, they're almost all the famous Brian's spell it with a Y. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll, I'll get some in the up. stars. I'll get some up right now. Brian Cranston, why? Uh, Brian Williams. Let's look up. Okay, Brian. Actually, uh, you want to hear something funny? I was listening to. Uh, no, yes, Brian Williams is a why. Um, I was listening to. Um, God damn it, Bubba the Love Sponge, and he was talking to Tucker Carlson, <laughs> and they were talking. They were talking about Brian Williams. And they were like, oh, he's a man's man. That guy's... <laughs> Both guys were sitting there saying, like, oh, that guy's a man's man. I mean, he's yeah. somebody. I just, he can't believe how tough he is and yeah. stuff. And I was like, it's, he's a news anchor. Yeah, he's uh, he looks like the uh, the Muppet reporter from Sesame Street. I never noticed that, but he does. Yeah, all the famous Brians are B-R-Y. Brian Cranston, Brian Adams. Uh, Brian... Well, hold on. Let's see if Marilyn Manson spells... Uh, Let's Brian get, Warner. I'm checking, dude. Give I me a second. I, I mean, are people? Is that what people want to hear? I think they do. Probably. Okay, go ahead. Let's Take see a call. Who the next caller is. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Marilyn Manson. 
Hey, this is Lily. What's up, Lily? How you doing tonight? Hanging in there. How about you guys? Uh, we're good. We're having fun. We're we're being a little laid back, having fun. What what's up tonight? What what's going on? Uh, I'm calling for kind of a weird reason. Um, you talk a lot about you know the psychology of how growing up and being in your early adult years poor sort of fucks you up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a really strange, unique take on that because that's exactly how you know I grew up. And in my early adult years, it was like paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. And then I fell into this job where I uh, it's called financial domination. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have. But the, whoa, yeah, that's intense. <laughs> so these. I need to do that. These guys. Oh, fin doming. I know that shit. Money. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So these guys just pay me money basically for existing. And uh, it's it's really weird because I get these huge like pains of guilt when I get this money because I'm just like, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't have somebody take this much money from me when I was, you know, growing up and stuff. Yeah. And like... I, I mean, just they feel so awkward. That I mean, but do you think that like that fetish, in a way, is like a symptom of having more than you think you deserve? You know, like I don't think you're taking it because I couldn't. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I couldn't be fin domed right now. Like the, <laughs> the possible way it could happen to me <laughs> because I don't have any money. Yeah, and I can't give it to. There's anybody. a lot of stuff I want for myself. So. But I talk to yeah, and I, but I do I do know people who make like six figures, right? Like I know people that make a lot of money, and like uh, I know they have guilt about that money. I talk to them. We talk to people all the time who make good money. We talk to them after live shows. We have personal friends, and all of them have guilt about making good money and and maybe that's because they were poor growing up or you know like everybody i know was basically you know out you left your parents house where your parents weren't rich either but i'm saying you left your parents house and like that you were cut off from money which they're never supposed to be on your way no i mean that was the deal it was always the deal it was like you can do whatever you want if you leave my house so it like every 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 relationship builds into the tension where you just fucking disappear in the middle of the night or just pack all your shit and storm out in an angry fit. Yeah, and so for like 10 years I was like like really low down there without money, but like I can say this right now that like even what money I make now uh there are times that I I sort of I'm like ah, I didn't do anything to get this. Like I'm not doing anything. I don't I don't I, I think that, like, you're almost providing a service in the way that, like, you're making people feel better about themselves because yeah. they're giving some of it away. I, I truly think that, you know, is that the kind of thing you hear? Do people explain to you why they give you the money? Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense because a lot of it is they're like, oh, you're so perfect and so beautiful and I'm getting off to it. But a lot of them turn it around the other way and they're like i'm so terrible i'm a fucking loser you know i don't deserve anything and you deserve everything so like yeah that kind of makes sense yeah i mean because people anybody who may like there's i think there's like two ways of thinking in this world right like so if you get your dream job like i have i have my dream job right yeah and i feel guilty about my having my dream job i don't make a ton of money but i feel guilty about having my dream job the other way is that you don't have your dream job but you have a ton of money and you feel guilty just because you have a ton of money. Because I think we're all 
conditioned to feel bad about ourselves no matter what position we end up in you know if you're broke you feel bad because you're broke if you have a shitty job you feel bad because you have a shitty job if you have a great job you feel bad because you have a great job and if you have a lot of money you feel bad because you have a lot of money there's we none of us a lot i i mean i think it's a lot of us and i i think it's beat into us are like not a lot feel like we don't deserve to feel satisfied or happy you You're know right. no that is what's pot that's what's sold to everybody and that is why everybody is unhappy yeah. but if you can learn to enjoy and live on what you have and enjoy the process of your life whatever it is as long as it's stable and secure and you know what to expect and get your joy out of it i mean as far as money goes uh the situation you're in is kind of absurd but I, at this point, should be doing something smarter with the money that I have. Um, but like when we go out on when we go out uh, on tour and stuff, like that Hellfire tour, like I straight up told everybody uh, we we made like a hundred dollars tonight, but I'm just going to hand it out to the homeless people. You know, like that's just going to that's what's going to happen. And I was like, you know, nobody objected, but I was like, you know, that's that's what it is. Like I have extra money, I hand it out. Um, if they're in the situation where they're giving it to you, I don't, I wouldn't feel bad about that whatsoever. Like I would keep it up. Um, I mean, I think, you know, you had me going a little bit telling me the situation. I was like oh, getting a little hot under the collar over here. I'm saying like, but no, I think I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with what I don't think there's anything wrong about what you're doing. And I think you probably, I mean, if it were, if, if you were to, I'm not like diagnosing anybody but i would say that you probably feel bad for the same reasons i feel bad like i feel bad because i make a decent living yeah. talking into a microphone and dicking around and partying with my friends like yeah, i just don't mad. i feel guilty about that you feel guilty because guys are giving you money because you're beautiful yeah 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 and i and i would <laughs> say i mean you you've you've what you've done is you've hit the point of comfortability where you've thought yourself into a hole where you don't like yourself for being successful finally yeah. <laughs> for not like complaining about work all the time or hating you know your existence um so i mean you just have to reorganize all of that energy into like well you know i'm raking all these guys for money that's been benefited me in these ways uh like can how can i spread that around how can i uh you know make my extra time you know useful you know like once you're once you don't have to once you don't have to have a side gig it's like shit man i've watched too much tv this week or i've played too many but you have so much extra time once you just have like a main job that pays your fucking bills you know like the, it's just the, the you yeah so i don't know that's that's my opinion on it H how do you how are you feeling now i feel better after talking to you guys but I kind of want to talk about this this thing I have coming up. Is yeah, right? yeah, go for it. Go um, for it. For, for sweetest day, one of my better clients is taking me to a casino. Yes. And he's going to give me like 500 bucks to go play with and gamble. Slots. And I've never been to nuts. a casino before. And like... Roulette. I just feel like... <laughs> go play roulette, bet like, on black. <laughs> I, I might do that because I feel like, you know, give me the 500 bucks and I'll put it in my bank account because like... There's always something that's going to come up that I'm going to need that 500 bucks for. And if I gamble it away and I don't have it, 
and that's going to be awful. This is. I'm just going to give you career advice from someone that has a bad brain that runs alongside this person. Gambling for a Findom person, gambling for a lot of us isn't so much about the winning. It's about the epic loss. Yeah. <laughs> So this $500, you need to turn into 5000 and then lose spectacularly. And this guy will be paying you forever for that experience. I think, yeah, the, 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 thing, about, the thing about gambling is that, like, uh, if when I went and gambled in, in Vegas and I just took out $100 of my money and kind of just wrote it off, it was the best time ever. Mm-hmm. If somebody gave me $500... I would go wild on that. I would be betting a. I'd I'd be doing hundred dollar bets on black. You know, just it feels. I can't express to you what it feels like to put a bunch of money on something and then watch a ball go around in a circle to decide if you get more of that money. (laughs) Your palms are sweating. You're just like, oh man, I can't believe. Oh god! And then when it hits, it feels great. When it doesn't hit. It feels so bad, it almost feels good. Like, it's like a, you'll be punishing yourself, which you like because you don't, like, you feel bad about the money anyway. You yeah. know, you'll be like, ah, geez, I fucked up. I can't believe I gambled all that money away. <laughs> Take some off of you. I think it's great. <laughs> this sounds fun. I mean, I think, I think like $500, you could, uh, honestly, if, if I'm being, if I, if, if I was the, I'll, I'll give you, the best advice pocket 300 and sit at a sit at a roulette table and bet $10 on red or black and just keep doing it that way because like it'll just fluctuate you'll be 50 up and then down 50 up and then down or you might lose the 200 bucks but then you get the pocket you can play for a long time on $200 yeah, true. like you can play for That's a while smart, Brian <laughs> right uh, student has surpassed the teacher. No, I. It's not. You know, I would bet it all because I'm. <laughs> he would be digging maniac. back in. He'd yeah, be like, this I, is this isn't even house money. This is Findom money. I know this. I got this money. For <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can walk his ass back to the ATM anytime I want. <laughs> I don't know. I need to. I need to Findom. I think. I wish. I. I wish I was like more handsome. I think. And I'll also, you up. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Just telling some dude, like, just, you're a piece of crap. Give me 50 bucks. Yeah. Man. You know, I can really. Look, you're it. already good at it. Thank you. Yeah, you know <laughs> just, how it goes. <laughs> just getting, getting on the phone with a guy like, you're a real piece of crap, man. Do you, do you enjoy, <laughs> do you enjoy it in some way? Oh, uh, yeah. In some way I do. Like, there's. There's sort of spinoffs that I really enjoy. You're fu- so like you're fu- you feel like you- so I- you're fulfilling a role for somebody, right? Um, that like gets yeah. them joy, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's similar- like I really enjoy uh, blackmail, which they basically give me all their personal information and like embarrassing pictures of themselves, and then go, you know, here's fifty bucks a week. Don't tell my wife or my boss. That's like the craziest. Like, that's funny to me. Like that, that is fun. Is that the is wildest fun. thing I've ever heard. Yowzers playing for real. That is dudes. wow. Somebody has a lot of ec- that is incredible. I mean, it's really play. That is like that's yeah. a person who can't like who can't even function 
in real life without everything being on the line Intense. all the time. Like I like, I, yeah, turn hey, up the I'm fire too. I love adrenaline too. Yeah, know? turn like up the fire. Fucking rolling, get that heart beating. Yeah, that would freak me out. If he doesn't pay you, do you have to do like? Do you have to be like, I'm sending a fucking email? You know, I. I do like blog posts and stuff or else I'll type up the email and take a screenshot and send it to him and be like, I'm going to send this, but I don't like to actually send anything because like your wife didn't sign up for this. You did. Like, I'm not going to put your nasty fetish on her without her consent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's see, it's, this thing is so on the up and up to me that it can't be wrong. It's great. It's so it, 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 the blackmail thing is well. Like I just can't even imagine. I, I know, I know. I'm thinking like dude. what my life is like I know. if I'm doing that. I can't imagine. Sorry, I'm not trying to king shame anybody. I I I just am like thinking about it. Like like I think about that in the it's same just, way as like climbing a mountain. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm afraid to climb a mountain. I'm afraid of like uh, uh, yeah. roller coasters. That is like imagine living on a roller giving coaster. Giving somebody all your secrets. Yeah. Oh no. I am. I am. That's. <laughs> terrifying do they tell you their secrets and stuff too do they like call you and be like hey here's some secret stuff that you didn't even know you know yeah i mean most of it's like they're secretly you know totally ashamed of having homoerotic fantasies like oh look how terrible i am because Uh, i sucked a cock once or look how terrible i am because i dressed in drag once and then i have to like I have to find it within myself to play it up and be like, yeah, that's terrible. (laughs) When I really just want to be like, no, you're fine. Stop belittling yourself and enjoy what you fucking enjoy. I fucking do it. Have you ever breached that? Has it ever been gone that way before? (laughs) You ever like start to feel bad? Do you ever? Yeah. What's the way? What was the answer to my question? What was the answer? Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I was adding on. So this one time I was rolling balls in my dad's basement. And I forgot to turn off my lines. So I got this phone call and it was the guy saying, oh, you know, I, I went on Craigslist and found a guy and sucked his cock. Isn't that terrible? And and I'm rolling so hard that I'm like, why do you think that? Like, I start psychoanalyzing this guy like, well, what's so wrong with that? Did you like it? You know, did you did you have a good time? Did he have a good time? Do you think you'll do it again? <laughs> and he hung up on me and he left me feedback that was five stars too intense for me wouldn't call again <laughs> <laughs> oh wow oh wow yeah it seems like it seems like that's, that's incredible a, that's the thing with me that that i think is sort of is sort of wild about it is like uh it would it probably is hard not to just be like hey buddy you know let me give you a little bit of advice here yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm like feeling sorry for you but i truly think that guys that are into fendom or blackmail stuff i i mean i just can't imagine it's they're thing. broke people i can't imagine that they're people that are like really putting all their money you know what i'm no, saying no this like, is a, this is like an extra thing this is like a hobby like the same way that hearthstone that like card game is an app you know like people that spend a hundred dollars on cards on like it's just a game it's just a side game to play but this is like way more intense playing with feelings and emotions and you know deep uh deep-seated fucking feelings and memories I thought you make it sound cool though. Like, and now it's like, oh, maybe I'll like send. You want to do it? Uh, maybe I'll send some pictures of me with like 
I don't know, whatever you Well, I did, you know, of. we have the sex scene is coming out soon. And I recorded an, actually an episode is going to come out uh, with a cam girl that uh, had a very specific fetish where people were, where men were into the bimbo fetish. And uh, she said that a lot of uh, people that she ended up like breaking the fourth wall with, and they realized that they just wanted to transition. And she kind of just said like, you're allowed to live like this all the time. Like I, this character that you've created is, is great. You know, like that's you, I think you could just be that person, you know, Oh, that's cool. That's but it, cool. but a lot of people oh, don't I do that all the time, but they don't want to hear that. But also some do not want to hear that. You know, like you said, like, that's true. You think yeah, it's some like of the guys who are into the sissy thing, they're like, no, it has to be humiliating. It has to be this taboo thing. Whereas some of the guys are like, you know, I really just, can you force me to be on hormones? I'm like, I don't have to force you. You could talk to your doctor and yeah. like, make your life happen. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, well, you know, that real, I, I, I would imagine, and I don't, a hundred, I don't know, you know, I don't, I just would imagine like, there are a certain amount of, there's so much sort of like, especially when you're dealing with people probably in their forties or fifties, which you probably are. If, if people with more money are, yeah, I mean, Generally, I'm almost there. You got to be older when you have more money to have like that the amount of money that you would get into something like that. And there's probably isn't like a so much shame wrapped up in any kind of homoerotic or or like any any thought that they are trans would like freaks them out, but they like might be, you know? Cuz th th the other thing is, like old people including myself until very recently just thinks trans means i'm a dude that that, that wants to be a woman like or, or a sure. woman that wants to be a dude mm, that's so like the stand-up comedy has told us exactly exactly and yeah. that's the, that's all people think about it and they don't understand that it's like they don't understand that like they don't understand the spectrum of, of gender and they don't understand it's the same thing with like being gay it's like they assume that if somebody's in a relationship with somebody of the same sex, that that's who they are for the rest of their life. And then if they go and they become heteronormative, that they're like, oh, what the hell? What's going on with this person? Are they like, uh, were they lying to me the whole time? And it's like, I think people just swing in and out of phases in their lives and like all kinds of different things happen at times. Yeah. And then there are people who are truly like, a hundred percent all the time, like transgendered, you know what I mean? Like people that do the, that that's who they are. But I think that there are also guys though. I think there are not guys. I think there are people who like maybe go through a fit or, or like want to just be trans every for six months or out of the year or some shit like that, where it's not like a thing where it's like, I want to completely change my gender. <clears throat> I just sometimes want to. You know what I mean? Is is I guess I I can't imagine that that's not I can't imagine that that's not a thing. Bravo! Thank you for trying to explain that. Well, I'm not trying to explain anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to say I'm not I'm not like trying brave. to be offensive. I'm just no, trying I didn't to think say you were. there are a lot of guys probably that, that no, there's a, do yeah. this sort of thing that that like I don't know they they're not like trying to make sweeping changes in their life, but maybe just a couple small changes in their life might, you know, they, but they're afraid to do it because it yeah. would be scary. I think any of that stuff sounds scary. Really. Yeah. So a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, like it, it, even just like being a, like a, some guy that's like 40 that or 50 or 60 that. <laughs> right. I we heard, we did hear 50. this. It sounds like me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll stop. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I'm well, done. thank you, Lily. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks Lily.
Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. I don't want to see you try to run through that minefield again. It wasn't a minefield. I, I know. Just, I know, but still. I'm, I'm not trying to be offended. If somebody's offended by that, I'm you sorry. Weren't. I apologize. You weren't. I, I hope There's that I just, didn't hurt anybody's feelings or anything. I just think that, like... You're just not going to tell somebody what it's like, but you're also trying to explain it, so... No, I'm not trying to explain anything. I'm trying to... No. I'm, like, spitballing an idea right. of something that I think. Sure, I You understand. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was just talking. It's I'm fine. sorry. No, it's no problem. Well, I feel bad now. There was nothing wrong with it. I just, you know, I don't I don't know what that person's experience is like, so I, I sure. couldn't speculate. Sure. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I I, I You did a great job, though. I, I think do I don't again. think anybody was offended at all. You did a great job. Let's see who the next caller is. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's Jeff from Good Morning Comrade. What's up? Hi, Jeff. How are you? You're not going to get me in trouble, though. I'm not going to do anything uncomfortable with you on the phone. I I'm uncomfortable because you're making me follow the Sindom caller. That's like, <laughs> that's a tough spot to fill. Yeah, it's cool. We've had some of the, like, the past two weeks, I think, I think me and Brett need to put a big board up in the, in the room now. When, when we get the real studio mm -hmm. space, we're going to get a scoreboard and we're just going to point to it when the person with the coolest job calls in. And like, we'll have to have like a conversation <laughs> where it's like, cause last week we had speaker guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does Findom beat Speaker Guy? I don't know, but it would Findom, like, be very close to Findom is more modern, but yeah, it is a great grift in a way. <laughs> yeah. It's the best thing. Uh, that is the coolest way that you can like make a living. If I could do that, I would definitely do it. I said that I, <laughs> I said know. that when we were on girls chat about like if people want pictures of my feet, I'll send them. I don't care. Yeah. And I'll give people my old underwear. <laughs> if they like if if there are people that want like two or XL compression shorts that I've worn on a walk, please by all means get a hold of me mm. and send me 50 bucks and I'll mail them to you cuz I could just buy another I could buy four <laughs> pairs for that much. So, it'd be great. We just love that. I, I, yeah. I, I'll sell my socks. I don't mind. I'll do anything, really. I'll sell anything, I guess, is my point. As long as you have money in the old bank account, it's, it's cool. That's how I always feel. Paid for it. Everything, everything in my house is for sale. I'll just tell you that right now. Yeah, like, I always thought about getting those garage <laughs> sale stickers and putting them on the bottom of everything so I could just cycle some of this shit out so it just gets freshened up around here. Every, everything. <laughs> if you're in my house, you're like everything's for sale. No, it's pretty neat. You just flip it up, look at the bottom. Oh, Ten. Oh, okay, maybe. Even the broken, even the broken washing machines are for sale. Oh, yeah. I buy the broken. Those are available. If, if you available. got a, you got a, if you got a pickup and you want to move them, I'm the rep for this uh, deal. I'm the head of the project. Yeah, that's the angle. That's the angle. That's the way you got to you move them. You just I pocket like the cash at a cut rate price. I pocket the cash, get everybody else to work, and then scram <laughs> 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 like a good general contractor does. Yes, yeah, it, it, it is yeah, like hell yeah. <laughs> it is funny to think about like like somebody comes in and they're like that's a nice tv and it's like there's a price tag on it and you can get that tv if you would like it you know my i i'll sell anything i really am like a dude that just i don't have uh strong connections with objects you know like i i don't care about objects at all <laughs> what's up tonight jeff 
oh, not too much. I'm so fucking like stoked about UAW workers striking and like Kaiser Permanente workers striking and Chicago teachers and, and service workers getting ready to fucking go on strike. It's great. What service it. workers are going on strike? If if you don't mind me asking. So it's basically, like the bus drivers and um, like the so it's the SEIU in Chicago and the Chicago Teachers Union are like standing in solidarity as they do their negotiations. Is, is basically what's happening. That's so, interesting. Um, hmm? That's interesting. I uh, I I I wonder actually about um, uh, I, like. The strike because there's a strike wave, right? We're like seeing a strike wave. We're in the middle seeing, of a huge strike wave right now. Yeah, I hope like some service workers. I thought when you said service workers, that you're the service workers that work for the school, which are also service workers. But it's like, oh man, mm-hmm. I wish Popeyes would have went on strike when that chicken sandwich oh my God. came out. Like that was the time mm-hmm. strike. Yeah. You know, that's when you're most needed. I, I really hope that. Yeah. Uh, the, I hope, the Avengers Endgame. That would have been a good one. I know. When Avengers Endgame oh, came out. Yeah. I really think that, like, if this strike wave continues, like, what has to happen is, like, if Kaiser Permanente goes on strike and you got Ford on, or the United Auto Workers on strike and you have Chicago teachers on strike, like, like a few, it, it would, it needs to be like a very high profile thing that affects people in that moment. And I think, I think we could get so many people on strike. It's, it really feels like we could do a general strike if, if we can get enough strikes happening <laughs> so that people notice it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think we get but pe- one of the coolest things. Oh. Get people Not complaining, right, right, right. like there's all these strikes happening, and then all of a sudden, like let's strike two, and it's like, well, shit, if I get to strike as well, I guess I, you know, that's fine I know. then. I know, right? I, I mean, there's so, yeah, every, it's not like one person, only one group can go on strike. Everybody can go on strike. Every industry needs to. I can't. I can't think of any industry that doesn't really need a strike. Stop shit. right now. We yeah. need to stop and just like renegotiate mm-hmm. our deal. It's like, well, I was having a conversation yesterday about Amazon, and I, I was kind of like, I don't even know that unionizing Amazon would would fix the issues I have with Amazon. Like, it needs to be turned into a co-op. Like, we need to be pushing to just get rid of Bezos and take all of his money and turn it into a co-op. Because Amazon's still going to well, be so powerful. Well, right? Yeah, it is. Nationalize Amazon. Yeah, I mean, they, they, well, didn't somebody write a book about that with Walmart, the People's Republic of Walmart, recently? Yeah, but I sort of think like, um, like even nationalizing it means the state will probably they're not going to spread it among the workers. Like if you nationalize, right, yeah, if you nationalize it, that money's not going to get spread among the workers. They'll probably get paid a little right. bit more, but you know that's going to go into our general fund that usually is used to buy bombs and stuff. Right, right. <laughs> it's only as good as the it's it's only as good as the state is democratic. Yeah, right. yeah, but I I I do think nationalizing it even is better. It's it's why it's wild. I I've never met another person that thinks that Jeff Bezos deserves the amount of money he has. Like I, I've talked to people who, no. who are capitalists. I've I just talked to so many different types of people who are like, you know, nobody deserves that much. He doesn't deserve that much. And he has it all. And he has nobody like, deserves that kind of money. He also has like an immense That's amount exactly of power. Like, yeah. That guy's actually like a net 
negative to the world and he gets all the money it's the worst it's worse than everything right uh, the thing that like the world is worse because that guy exists and he, he gets all of the money because of it same yeah. with elon musk same with jeff same with like bill gates bill gates is just his entire his entire thing right now is just ruin education yeah how how mad do you and he gets get millions of dollars right how mad do you get about bezos here's the thing that gets me about bezos more than anything is uh it, the thing that gets me about Bezos more than anything is that you find out that you know Amazon pays no taxes, but the way that right. they the way that they use the postal system means that they're using mm-hmm. it more than they're taxing on the postal system more and they're not paying into it. So they're basically using they're using the post office like I it's use the post office and I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. You know right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. But unfortunately now there's more and more vans up going up and down my streets. Right, yes. And I know somebody that's in higher ups that said they're building airports. So they're gonna have their own planes. Oh. So they they're not gonna have to use well, remember them. when they had they're trying to not use the postal Remember service so they can pay their cut rate, cut rate, cutthroat rates, you know, for people to run their own planes. You know? Like nobody looks at that and gets nervous. Like there's not a person in uh, Bernie Sanders, I guess, would probably mention it. Uh, Elizabeth Warren might mention it, but you don't really see a lot of mainstream people being like, "Hey, I'm kind of nervous with how much power Jeff Bezos." Has. <laughs> nobody is saying it uh somebody yesterday uh, is uh, like google's being brought up on antitrust stuff and it's like why we should be looking amazon all activity almost should be focused on amazon like we need to do something about amazon you know (laughs) but i'm glad people are going on strike I, i i think it's great that that auto workers and i you know when the teachers go on strike that's always i mean it's great the best thing in the world yeah i love it yeah it just always makes me nervous because like some people get i mean there are people in very poor districts and stuff like they it's very hard to figure out what to do with your kids so that yeah because there was that period of my life where like gwen was gwen was in uh preschool and if she got sick it was like what am i supposed like i can't not go to work you know what i mean i I don't really know what to do and there's already been times um when the kids have like a day off for an in-service day and i've gone into mcdonald's and seen you know one of the workers kids sitting in the dining room doing their homework oh yeah that happens on the reg yeah it's sad because that's real real tough position they got you in yeah, that is against the rule. That's against the rules there too. And oh, yeah. that that actually mm-hmm. could get them at that I mean that really they could get fired for but that. Like, and it, you like really worry about that. You but know? It, but also the management and everybody else puts up with it and knows what it takes to have a reliable person on staff is that that child's gonna have to sit there whenever there's early release from school, they're gonna have to sit in the dining room, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you do about any because I I'm not saying teachers shouldn't be allowed to go on strike. I just always like when no, it ha- when it happens and you and you look at you're like okay so when this happens it becomes like a huge problem for some parents. I mean obviously like it didn't affect me too much once she was in school because I could just I was home. But like there's so many people that like mm. 
you know, if you're working at McDonald's or if you're working at Wendy's or if your job's at Walmart or Target or something, you can't leave. Like they're not gonna. They, you're either you lose your job if if you have to go home. You know, you just gotta hope your yeah. kids yeah. make it till they're eleven or twelve before. Yeah, anything I mean, happens. Like, you know, yeah, they won't try to be too dangerous. Yeah, I remember getting left home at those delicate <laughs> right. ages when it was just like. Just don't do like anything with electricity or the oven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just play your PlayStation or whatever. <laughs> My parents used to be like, "Don't answer the door." Yeah, just, hey, just don't answer the door. Don't yeah, answer yeah, the door, too. no matter what. And then fucking every time somebody knock and we'd answer the door. Or how about? <laughs> we have a memory of like when you were a kid and you wake up and you run around the house and nobody is home because like your parents ran to do an errand while you were taking a nap. <laughs> oh my God, no, I don't. I, I don't think that. I mean, I woke up one morning. One one morning, my dad and it's like seven in the morning. We're sleeping, and it's like a a Friday morning, maybe during the summer. And my dad knocks on the door. He's like, "Hey, Brian, we're going to Canada," and then left. And I was like, "I like I was like, I think when I woke up, I was like, yeah, like I think my dad like." Was that a said he was going to Canada and it was Easter? That sounds like for good. I know. <laughs> like he was going out to get a pack of smokes. Or <laughs> yeah. No, it was, hey, uh, never going back. Time. Staying for the healthcare. I told you how much I loved Canada, and uh, it's does, just time though. I head back to Canada. He does love Canada. Return though, of the so motherland. Much. But but yeah. But he like it was Easter weekend. I'll never forget it. It was Easter weekend, and he was like, "Hey, Brian, we're going to Canada," and like I woke up. And on the middle of the kitchen table, there was an enormous pile of Reese's eggs, you know? Cool. And I looked, I said to Jason, I was Peanut like. Peanut butter one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The good Ooh, wow. He set you up. That's a lot of calories. Ooh, those are the good ones. That's enough calories it. for a whole That's week. Good yeah. I, I remember. It's almost time for the pumpkins right now. Oh, I had some. I ate a whole pack of good. Them Pumpkins night. already happened? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, they have the eggs out all year now. They're not as special as they were back then. They're the best delivery method for Reese's. <laughs> But, uh, but so anyway, there's all these eggs anyway. up there and I say, Jason, did they really like just go to Canada? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And then we threw a big party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. I used to love it when my parents would like cross state lines on the weekend. Yeah. Like it just, nothing felt better because my parents went camping a lot at, every weekend. The leash can't the be that long. Yeah. And we're so dumb. We're, we were. I don't know why they left me and him, me and Jason home. Like, I have no idea, like, why <laughs> they were, they had to be thinking, like, okay, they're going to throw a party. We got to get away from these kids. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really what it was. You're right, Jeff. It was fucking, we got, I got to get away from Brian and Jason because they're ruining my life. Yeah, <laughs> they're making me fucking crazy. <laughs> so they go camping and they sit out in the quiet. Me and him are at home just throwing fucking parties, you know. And yeah. who cares, really, if your kid throws a party? I was thinking about this recently. It's like I want to take. I, I mean, I care the stuff that I did. I do care, right? I want to take Kate. I mean, I I would care, yeah. right? You have to, Jason. You would care. 
depends on about what, like what we on did. What's like, happening, like what could happen, I guess. Pu- but I mean, yeah, pu- you can live yeah. in the realm of like possibilities forever. Yeah, well, when some kids, yeah, like when kids almost died, yeah, like that bad. probably wasn't yeah, that's a like when there was holes in the wall, when a family pet got killed, uh, when like those ex- those things were probably not the best. Uh, yeah, that's, if some that's, kid that's, that's across the line, I don't want someone, some kid, to ruin my fucking refrigerator. Yeah, you know, just well, that's be, what Katie just my to be wife, cool about shit. Like I don't, wife, I don't want to do that. My wife's parents left one <laughs> no, it's time. Cool if you don't break nothing. Yeah, it's fine if you can. If you sit down and you have a little pool of whiskey and you talk about the finer things <laughs> in life and you go to bed like by cards, eleven, man. like I do. Card. Yeah, so you can run a five k <laughs> in the morning. Sure. If you drink like an old person at my house, yeah, you're allowed to do that. My wife, actually, when her parents left for one weekend ever, like my wife's parents never went any. They didn't have money to really be spending time doing stuff like going on vacations. They left for one weekend because they got remarried. As all redneck families do, you got to get divorced and married to the same person again. It's a special. (laughs) Don't say it's all. It's a very special circumstance. It's a very redneck thing. Divorce and remarried is just that's country music, right? So they got remarried and they they were like, (laughs) "We're leaving Friday and we're coming home Sunday." And she had friends over. I wasn't there this time, so I'm a good person. But she had some friends over, and one of them ripped the bathroom sink off the wall. See, no, <laughs> well, were no, gone. that's not. I don't have to be <laughs> cool with that. How do you even fucking? No, yeah, no. That's what. Well, it would it would have been cool if you hadn't done that. But it, but it, everything up to that point was cool. But when you when you break off the bathroom sink, the yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I, I mean. We did, yeah, yeah. One of the things I'm getting at is that like so next year in May, we're doing a Hellfire tour. Those are 10-day tours, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to take Katie to sell the merch, and I'm hoping to take Katie to sell the right. merch, and uh, it would be ignorant of me to think that that kid wouldn't throw a party while I was gone, no. <laughs> yeah, but I have family here in Columbus, and mm. I have family that lives right down the street, so she can't do anything crazy, I don't think, but I have thought right. about it, like, Man, because last night she went, uh, I don't say this, she went to homecoming last night, and when she came home, mm-hmm. I was just like, what if she's hot? Like, I started thinking if she was high, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I don't know why, it was just like, and mm-hmm. also, like, trying to ask her about grinding, you know? Did you grind with anybody? Just wanted to know. <laughs> okay. Didn't get an answer on that. So, but anyway, it's just like, I wonder if she would throw a party. I don't know. I don't think so, because she's a chicken yep. shit. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, what if you what if you went up there? What if you went up to her and said, "Look, I know you're going to throw a party when we leave, and here's the rules of the party." While I'm not here, <laughs> Brian. I mean, you made. I up- like that, Jeff. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, you just fucked up in every single way, and you were a complete piece of shit that decided to be a decent person, and you raised a kid that's just decent. There's you weren't you aren't a bad enough parent. <laughs> To, to raise a kid that would do that, right? Because it's like I hated my parents, so yeah. I was like sort of being like, "You wanted Fuck you, you, dad. you know It was I mean? hilarious when someone stomped mud into the carpet. Yeah, it was hilarious when Jason mm. ran down the steps and broke two of the banister things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it put them back together. <laughs> like because they had we had like a banister with the little um, the wood things in them, <laughs> and Jason 
Jason's ass ran down the steps and broke two of them while the my spindle parents were gone. or whatever that the shit spin, is. Yeah. yeah, he broke two of them while my parents are gone, and then he fixed them. He just stuck them back together. And one day, my dad was running yeah. down the stairs and he brushed up against them and they broke. And this motherfucker's like, "What'd you do, man? <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? We got away with it. They That's never great. fucking knew. It yeah. was so funny." Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, but unfortunately, I mean, that's not your life. Uh, I mean, you can speculate all you like, but your kid is, I think, just boring. Boring. Chicken yeah. Chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. chicken. Yeah. I, I think mean, she'd probably have two or three mean, that's people. Okay. That's cool. Sure. I mean, you know, it's, it, it is, it's better. Belly. It's better. It's better that way. I know. It's a little disappointing because, like, you you spend watch uh, the, the movie The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay. That's what it is. When you when you when you have a kid, you spend like. The first 10 years, like being like, I'm ready. When she's a teenager, I'm ready for anything, you know? And then they get to be a teenager and they're boring, and you're like, what the fuck, man? I was yeah. ready for this. I trained. I fucking know when well, kids you're are doing not, bad shit. You also, I mean, you're also getting, you're like, you're also the most foolish person in the world because you're three weeks into high school and you think that you're already done with it. No, I don't think I'm already done with it. I just feel like it's not going to be that hard. I think it's easy. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Usually about 3% into something is when you can really get a grasp on what it's going to be like. I just don't know what bad could happen. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I know. mean, I don't want her to get pregnant or nothing or. Well, I mean, drunk I guess, you know, uh, one thing I know about life is bad things don't happen. No, um, my thing is like what? And usually, I mean, from what you've said about your high school is nothing monumental at all happened. It was pretty much smooth sailing the whole time. Okay. There's nothing really stuck in your mind or affected totally you for culture. the next few decades. Totally different culture at my high school. No, human brain. The human brain's no. reaction to their experience is the same. Mm-mm. It's all trauma to them. No. I was having this conversation yesterday about them. It's a different situation now. They they have completely different social forces that they deal with at sure. their school than the high school I went to. And I honestly... Way truly, more intense video game. Yeah. Well, I just truly don't think You have that, to know how to do Minecraft and first-person shooters now. Yeah. I just don't think that they come out. I don't. I don't think that somebody like me comes out of where my daughter goes to. I don't sure. think they make that. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. It just depends on. It, but I mean, the you know, that I went to was like a completely unique sort of culture. Yeah, we get that. We get that. The point is that you're special. But what I was saying is that <laughs> it's not special. Everybody was like me. I, what I'm saying is that like three weeks into high school, I'm gonna say you should probably hit the gas on this. On this, like, this is the easy life. This is easy. It's easy. She's never <laughs> around. There's okay. Going on. Okay. The worst I don't know thing that talking. happens. The worst thing that happens is she leaves. Wait till she gets behind a fucking wheel of a vehicle. I can't wait. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I'm excited about that. Last night she went to the homecoming dance. Before she left, me and my wife are this like, is- "Hey, uh, you need a ride home or anything like that?" And she's like, "Nah, I got it taken care of." 11.30 last night, she calls me and she's like, hey, can you come pick some of us up and take us home? So we do that. And then she comes home and she's like, hey, I want to go to a sleepover. Okay. Can you drive me over there at 12.30? Just sit here and wait till 12.30 oh, no. at night and drive me to a sleepover. If she had a car, I would just be like, go for it. You just go. You know, get out of my hair. Sure. You know? Yeah. You should have made a call of Uber or something. Uh, I don't. I don't know if Ubers take teens. You got to pack some teas to get that money. Yeah, she won't do that. You know <laughs> All right, that. you know she's not going to do anything like that. 
All right. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> tell them where to listen to your show. Yo, what's up? Tell them where to listen you can to your listen show. To Good Morning Com- you can listen to Good Morning Comrade at 8 o'clock on Tuesdays, 102.3 LP New World. You can also check us out online, org slash listen. You can also check out our Good Morning Comrade website. And hey, about that Hellfire tour in November, y'all coming to New Orleans this time? And that Hellfire tour in November is happening in the Northeast. <laughs> well, hey, okay. hey, hey, Jeff, okay. we're very nervous about mm. New New Orleans is going to happen. I'm sure soon, eventually. We're very nervous about it, though. It's gun shy. Look, we 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 can be your water wings, okay? We we I got I got a whole crew who's ready to just bring people in. We just need a extremely nice. Deal. We need a better venue. And then yeah. we'll talk about it. We, we need to, we need to go. You need to be near somewhere that makes a lot of money. New Orleans would have been great <laughs> in a better place. I mean, nor, it's not a, it's not mm. a money making city. Like the, oh, the, the only, oh, the so, art, so. The, the art there is in the middle of the street. That's what that's people true. expect their art to be yeah. that they throw a buck at somebody in the middle of the street. They've like, that's how we should do the tour yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. We'll be back. We, yeah. We're going mean, to be like, back there. Yeah, and, and and last time really was like a wrestling show thing. Like, how much wrestling did y'all go to that weekend? Five shows, but the problem it was just a garbage bar that had a horrible a setup. They shouldn't even offer to do a live stuff. Yeah. Like, and there was people just oh, out, you're talking th- about you talking about Circle Bar? Yeah, yeah, they just shouldn't be doing. They shouldn't have offered it as a venue because they didn't close the yeah. door. So everybody was. I mean, it's like sort of like what happens in some of these cities is like. And fucking even if we drunk ass like Las Vegas places, man, it's yeah. just like and if we get a good for like cr- drunk ass dopes, those people are like all the people there are nine to fivers that are like white knuckling it and are just hoping that like this one drunk weekend is enough letting go to surpass them until the next time they can do it again. Right. Well, I think we would get a good yeah. turnout and I think we could get a good turnout in New Orleans. I think that that. That it just what happens is sometimes we go into a city and the bar the the place we play just sort yeah. of paints the city and then we walk away and it's like God we gotta go back yeah we did hate Atlanta the first time all right here's what you I know next time next time y'all like we'll, like I'll get a committee together and we can just make it happen like on this end. Yeah, if we just have to figure out where the money making city though is nearby, like no, maybe from like Texas, if we could drive over from Texas, that's true. Yeah, because there's money in Texas. There is like cool. so in, in in between New Orleans and and Texas is pretty much Baton Rouge, Lafayette, Shreveport, which actually broke. I mean, people. we got friends out there too that can almost be like a like a Lafayette could be like a central location. That sounds like a thirty percent thirty person show. Sounds like we're gonna we yeah we have to That's figure like out a special well, engagement well, show. That would be like a so night with street. If we're fight. drawn from Lafayette and we're drawn like forty five dollars ticket. World, <laughs> I think anyway, we're, we're gonna come there, Jeff. Like, I promise. I we'll be back in New Orleans. Uh, we're not we're not like never coming back. We just yeah have we to, won't ever come back. <clears> we just have to figure out how never come back. No, we're definitely coming back. We should have came back. You know, we should be doing it on this tour in October, but that's fine. We'll be there. We're coming. We'll we be had to there. do Oklahoma City first. I mean, we'll see. There, yeah, no, they have a, Oklahoma City. Yeah, there's a college there. They're educated people there. Oh Jesus, man! Be nice to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling. We, we Jeff. pride our non-educatedness. I, I, I love it. y'all. Thanks, Jeff. 
Golly. A whole bunch really of Ignatius, Ri- Ignatius Riley's running the around. Ignatius Riley's, though. That's funny, though, to say. <laughs> yeah, we probably should have done New Orleans. <sighs> the Trillbillies really want to do New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, it could happen. It's just like a junk place, man. But Hellfire like, has to happen. In- it has to happen everywhere. I feel like we have to spread the spirit everywhere, right? Hmm, but yeah. Yeah, but mostly in places where we can sell a ton of tickets because it's uh But I think big, that, but I'm telling you huge tour. But no, I'm, I'm I'm saying New Orleans, you can drive across and do Houston, Austin. It's all drivable. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a West Coast tour. It's 6 hours from like uh it's less than 6 hours from New Orleans to Houston. So we could have totally added on to like a big tour. We should have. But it's just not like the shining gem of a tour. It's uh it's Yeah, own it's got to be something else. I mean, we could honestly we might even and people that like iced beverage like people that like slushy and alcohol i mean we're going to be in charlotte north carolina next year it looks like we could maybe do charlotte atlanta birmingham and then new orleans or something that's true you know maybe we'll see the rnc is in charlotte next year so we'll be there right i would rather go that to the dnc to tell you the truth because there's more weirdos guess what brett i've got some big news for you okay big event I'm going to be checking out on uh, Tuesday. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is coming here. <laughs> oh, really? During the day? During the day. Yes. 4, 4 p.m. Oh, no, that's not during the day. That's Fuck. during the day for me. That's, that's like that's dinner and shit. But if you I got to pick up my kid from school. People are going to be waiting in line at around 1. I'll probably get up and walk over to campus and just... I'm going to get a look at them white people. Fado at campus. <laughs> I know. I want to see that long ass face in person. I want to see that thing all stretched out. Motherfucking moon man. Oh, I just, I want to see like, like, hey folks, ready to, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I can't wait to get him. He's going to stand on a chair or something, right? I don't know. I want to see his gigantic audience. piano teeth. I want to see his audience because I think his, I really love to be wider than mine. What was I'll tell that? You that right now? What was that? What were the videos this week of everybody getting the crowds getting riled up? Were they doing like a drumline competition or it's something? Like they love it when he curses. no Klobuchar, Kamala. Oh, steak Booker. fry. What was it? This is a steak fry. I think it's just another one of those crazy Iowa things where like oh people get involved. Yeah. Like, hey, we're really fun. It's wild that they do that. Like they just go to Iowa. I'm gonna unbutton my cardigan all the way and just let loose. Right. They like go to Iowa and just spend all summer there, like dicking around. Yeah. It's e- so e- weird. Eating man. fried food, getting yeah. powered up. Oh, it's kind of like hibernating. Yeah, we had a steak sandwich because they ain't going in there. They're not going there during the winter. They don't want to be there during the winter, so they just go now and they hang out. And then they're like, "Remember back back in the summertime, we were here all yeah. the time." <laughs> I loved eating. I like. I would just wake up in the morning and eat an ear of roasted corn. I'd do a steak fry. Hey, uh, send me music. We're gonna go to break now. Music time. It's break time. Break time. Thanks for listening to Street Fire Radio. You can find more of what we do on Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Street Fight Radio. There is uh, digital PDF versions of the zine. There is video that you can watch. There is uh, audio you can listen to. A lot of great things. Patreon.com slash Street Fight Radio. This one has a great name. The Window Smashing Job Creators. Yeah. They have a new album. Yeah, they reached out. They're from Olympia, Washington. So maybe we'll try to uh, talk to him when we do the show. 
uh, up there in November, but they sent me their new release that's out. It's called Full Unemployment. Oh, I love that. Name. Yeah, it's a great name. Thank you. Right. I'm glad I remembered this. Here comes the window smashing job creators. Their their new album, Full Unemployment. The first song is Precarious Spiel. Find it at the windings, window smashing job creators bandcamp.com.
Hey, it's Street Fight Radio. Brett's taking a leak. We're back from break. It was a good break. You know, we kind of bullshitted and talked. Got a little bit of work done. You know, it was a working break, I would say. But, you know, working is working. I think. Is that something yeah. that people say? Working is working? That's I've seen that on a few bumper stickers. Thanks for our listening to the show uh the call-in queue is full right now so i, I wouldn't Actually, suggest you calling in but you can watch the live stream 9 p.m to midnight eastern time uh, over on youtube twitter snapchat all that shit right queue get full man Where lots of people call no more you want to get into this yep do it let's see thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to hey what's up this is dave from new jersey How's it going? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, yep. Good, good. Good. I, I wanted to, uh, to tell you guys first, I love the show. I just started listening. It's great. You guys are, uh, I feel like you guys are my, uh, my friends were, uh, whenever I listen to a podcast, I'm, I'm just talking with my friends. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That, that is my favorite uh, way to be thought of. No, it's great. It's great. So, um, I, I want to give you guys a choice. I can tell you about, uh, an old job that I had that, that sucked. I could tell you about my job now, which is, which is great. Or I could tell you a good cop story. So oh, it's on you guys. Brad, Jesus, what do you it. want? Cause I like bad I jobs so much. You know what I mean? Like I'm a big bad jobs guy. Let's go there then. Let's do bad job. I think we like bad jobs. Okay. All right. Back in the day, like I think 1998, 99, 2000. Um, I worked at a call center that took surveys. And so it wasn't as bad as like telemarketing because telemarketing is the worst trying to get somebody to, to buy something over the phone that, that's terrible. Mm. But uh, it's still just as bad because you're calling people at home dinner time or whenever and they don't want to answer questions, you know? So right. it, it I, was a real, real tough job. I just want to say you know? that like... Uh, it is like telemarketing and that they take a ton of your time. Cause I, how many times have you been like, I'm going to do a survey and then you're 10 minutes in and you're like, God damn, how long is this fucking survey, dude? <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, yeah. people, I, I would think, and this is just my guess that people get just as annoyed with survey people as they do with telemarketers. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. Especially because so. Because this was uh, surveys, we were very, very, uh, like, held back on what we could say. We had strict, strict scripts that we had to stick to. You had, like, uh, a few choices of, like, rebuttals and, and stuff to try to keep people on the phone, but you had to stick to the wording exactly. So it would have been so much easier if you could just say, hey, man, check it out. Um, I'm working this job right now. Just, uh, you know, if you've got a few minutes, I, if I could just get through these these questions, it makes my day easier, and you know it won't be so hard. But you can't say anything like that. You got to stick with, and I I can't even remember what what these things what, what sounded like at all. But it, it sounds robotic, even though you're you're not a robot. Oh no, because, <laughs> people are probably yeah. mean as hell to you, thinking. Like, oh, this robotic motherfucker. I can see myself getting all mad, like, halfway through and just forgetting you're a human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you feel like it, too, because you're like, er, let me go through this response. Okay, sir. It, er, er. You know, it, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel 
natural at all the, the way these surveys went. But um, so it was, it was, you know, like everything was to the minute and you have to just keep on dialing. You know, you've heard, I've heard it on other calls where it's like, you know, the, 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 the next caller, you just got to go right away. Yeah. To the next Auto dialer. And then, yeah, it was, you know, it was like torturous. You, you, you look at the, you look at your, your clock, like, all right, I'm just going to take a break now. You have exactly 15 minutes for your break. It was, it was a factory. It was a survey taking uh factory, but there was another section to it. So if you were decent at, at taking the surveys, you, you were quick on your feet, let's say mm-hmm. it sent you to another section to another type of survey that you would call these people for a week straight. So imagine trying to get these people on the phone for not just, you know, one day, <laughs> but five days in oh, a row no. to ask wow. them about, about, and in this, in this place, it was about, uh, their radio listening. They, you, they were tracking <laughs> people's Sir. radio listening. Can Sir. I tell you how? Sure. You've hung up on me. You've hung up me. You've hung up on me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and it's Friday. And I just need to finish this survey to get my quota. Please. Will you <laughs> oh, just man. answer my questions about what you listened to on the radio today? <laughs> oh man. And, and it would pile up. It would, it would pile up because you could get through, like you said, Thursday, and then this guy's just not answering on Friday. So what, what happens? You call back Monday. You call back Tuesday. You call back Wednesday. No. You call back for weeks on end. But the thing is, you have to ask them about that Friday. Oh, You're God. <laughs> You're like, before. hey, it's been a while it's since we talked. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you remember yeah, what I mean, you were listening to real, on the radio talk. last Friday? Do you, uh, Sir, I'm here to ask you. Do you remember what you were listening to the radio on to on the radio from like two to three last Friday? <laughs> three Fridays yeah, and ago. It, well, exactly. It, exactly like that, too, because you would ask hour by hour and it, you would have to get the call letters. So most of the time people are like, oh, I was listening to uh, whatever, whatever station. You're like, OK, do you happen to remember the call letters for that station? You know what it's like? It, do you know the call? I mean, I, I, I know you guys know your call letters, but. That's about it. You don't know the call letters for any other radio station in, in the area. No, mo- most of the time, so all, all well, they do say it over and over again. W- Not all the time. Okay. Let me say this. The Blitz, we just call it the Blitz. Do you know the Blitz's call letters? Right. Oh, I don't actually. WBZX. I know it, but most radios, Sunny 95, you know Sunny 95's call letters? Um, it's No, I don't. Yeah. So, like, most people don't know, call, you Sunny have got 90. to, I think you have to be a total radio dork Key. to ever even think. Did anybody, did they get, like, gift card points or anything for this? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. No reward. I think at, like, at the very end, if, if, if you really, really needed to convince them, there was some way to get them, like, a, a $10 gift card or something, but... It was a last resort, and if, if it was even that, Sir. because I don't think they can actually take it if they, they can't take it as a survey if you're getting paid to do it. Something, there's something a, a, a like shifty about that. So it was it was just you were going off of the kindness of these Sir. people. Sir, people Sir. Were it's almost Christmas. Nice. It's almost Christmas, and I have to I have to just know <laughs> what radio you listen to. And and I'll tell you what, we can't do this, but my boss is willing to send you a card in the mail to say thank you for telling you what radio you're listening to. He'll put a ten dollar subway. He'll take care of your lunch at how crazy, subway. How crazy is that? Also, that that's the way they decide. 
decided what people were listening to on this, the radio. Like everything in that, no, whole, that, yeah. that whole world was right. Like all predicated but, on these the, the people. Internet. Yeah. On these people that answered the phones yeah, yeah, yeah. and each one of them, I well, think and, I mean, read, it's the same as what we're doing now. Information is the mo- worth the most money where people are spending their time, where they're spending their attention. It's all arbitrage. Like they're trying to figure out where you can spend the least amount of money to have the most folks look at your stuff. Yeah. And I, and I, I read yeah. into, uh, I, I was actually reading about how ratings were calculated and each one of those calls was, uh, each one of those calls w- represented a thousand people. And right. that's how they kind of did it. Right. They would call these people for a week and each call represented a thousand people. Bubba the Love Sponge tried to game it and got busted and, and had to settle for like a million dollars. Well, this is also, it actually has a lot of parallels with the speaker business though, in that you are expected to bully people and the folks that make the most money and make this into a career are the ones that will push boundaries and go over the edge and just be like, you know, hey, uh, Mrs. Hankelmeyer, you've been fighting with me now for 45 minutes on the phone. We could have just taken the the survey at this point. You know, why don't we just get this out of the way so that I don't have to call you again? You well, know? they did used to send when you did Nielsen ratings, they would send you a dollar like yeah stapled to the thing and they'd yeah. be like hey man you know write down i never- i tried to do nielsen i did, I did too nielsen when nielsen went digital i tried to get into it and i couldn't make it work oh i tried to do nielsen with the diary i tried to do the diary oh and uh they you know it was it was sort of it was weird because at the time i was listening to like a ton of like howard stern so the radio part of it was pretty easy because it was just on the same station all the time but then later on like when you start talking about tv they want you to sit down with a pencil and a piece of paper and write down what you watched yeah. and how long you watched it and it's like oh man no i'm not doing it i don't want to confront yeah, i don't want to confront about, this information about what what you guys you, you know we used to do or I, I don't know maybe some people still do it but you scan the station so in in a 15 minute block you could have went through 10, 12, 14 stations, and then we asked, okay, do you remember what the first station was? Do you remember what the second station was? Do you remember the call? That's aggravating. That and then as this is all going on, if they can't remember or they can, we're writing it all down. We have, we have to, you know, track it, uh, you know, uh, all exactly to that minute. So imagine if the, in this next 15-minute period, how many stations did you listen to? Oh, well, I scanned again. Oh, okay. So what was the first station that you landed on? What was the second? It was that's bullshit and torturous, man. I mean, oh, it was it was so bad. It drives me nuts too, because like as somebody as somebody that can't that is not uh, too uh, averse to the idea of like being sovereign and all on your own, like voluntarist shit. Like if. I am willing to tell you all of this stuff. Like I should be paid or rewarded. Like you're going to take this information Mm -hmm. and then turn it into a lot more money. You know, that is kind of, that's the thing about the Facebook uh, issue is that the folks have that conversation. I really do uh, understand the concern where, you know, we are on there for free and all of these advertisers are, you know, paying for all of our information and, and we don't, yeah. we're, we're putting it out there and I willingly put it out there. I, I like it when they like, 
like there's some shit that I dream of in the middle of the night and I kind of just call out the name or I call out the description and the, the speaker on my phone listens to it and fa- funnels it into the Instagram app. And then all of a sudden I'm scrolling Instagram and the product of my dreams is just fucking right there in front of me. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, I like mm-hmm. that, you know, like yeah. I don't mind that, but like, I, I think that like I should, you should also pay, you should give me a discount. Like more, I guess I get I get a discount code. That, that's what I get, right? <laughs> that's the payoff is a discount code yeah. on all the products from your dreams. Yeah, yeah. We guarantee a discount code. Yeah, I mean they they should be they should have been paying the people that were taking the calls. Like, yeah, that's where it's fair. Is like they're Buy really them a asking fucking you. lunch, huh? Five to ten dollars would be nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and because I do I do market. That. That's the we, thing too. We, is like when I with that because. When I did real market like, research, it, it, they give you a check for like sixty to two hundred dollars. You get paid real money. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, I was, I was just trying to say, like, lead with that. Meaning, like, if, if I could start with the first line is, if you have a few minutes to, can you know, um, um, take the survey with me, there is a fifteen dollar, twenty, forty dollar gift certificate at the end that we can send you. Blah blah blah. Because that would make people so much more yeah. inclined. They wouldn't be so defensive. They'd be like, oh, you know what? I would do it for a fifty dollars. You could sure. I would team up. Team up with Red Robin. Hand out some Red Robin cards. People would tell you everything about their yeah. fucking life. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah. I would never take. I would never take on that responsibility now. You know, I would never take on. Well, I don't listen to radio anymore. But I would never take on the responsibility of answering a call. Seven days in a row telling somebody what. Yeah, I was chasing to. someone I down. Just never do that. I would you do know? it. But to if me. you were like, here's 50 bucks, you got to tell me, I'm going to call you five times this week and ask you what you listen to on the radio and you need to answer it. I'd be like, okay, yeah, let, let's do it. Let's this. do it. I'm in, you know? Right. But, but they right. want you, they want you to not, uh, like, I've, I've, I actually is, had several of those relationships going where I would record things. It was all through digital. Uh, forums and things, but I always make sure I got rewarded. There's nothing. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to give you all that information for free. Yeah. That, that is grueling, man. That is, that is a huge challenge. Right. And I'm sure it was just the, the I, turnover was probably incredible, right? It was just people getting funneled through the machine. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I didn't last very long there myself. How I, could I, you? I, you can't, you can't take it. You can't, you can't take it after a while. I mean, I, you, any job where you watch the clock, it's, it you're just you're going nowhere you can't you can't deal with that if you're if you're watching the clock at a job which a lot of people do i mean i most of my job yeah clock watcher but uh you know it 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 really it strains on on yourself on 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 your day and, and the rest of your life too yeah i got out of there quick but it was uh it was it was real real torturous because of how it was very uh like a dictatorship because they also would listen in on the calls and you, sometimes you could tell when they're listening in and, and sometimes you can't, but I never could tell you're, you're constant on edge. Like, are they listening to this call? It, you know what? I can't, can't say anything wrong. I keep fumbling. Oh, I'm, I, I said that, I said that wrong. Did they catch that? It, you know, it's, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough big brother for yeah. your paychecks and it, it, it's, uh, it's fucked up. Well, thanks I'm for, thanks for sharing your story. We yeah. appreciate it. Brett, did you? Yeah, man. Thank I'll call, you. I'll call back uh, next time. I, I think next week you guys are away, but I'll call back with uh, with the rest of the story. We'll be here next. We'll week. be here next. We're week. here next week. We want to hear the rest of your stories. Oh, okay. Th- yeah, just give uh, us right, a call cool, back. Cool. Yeah, I, I thought- Brett, did did you ever know? Uh, 
if they were listening at the call center? I never knew. I could never tell they were listening. Uh, some people told me, but I don't. I don't think I ever knew. Actually, I actually sometimes they would pick up a call and I'd be like, "Oh, for real? You heard that one?" Uh, like, yes. Well, that was the they would thing. start to play it, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Like, like, fucking, start biting my fingernails." You if know, if something got nasty, I always just assumed they were listening because it was just like, yeah. oh, they got me." You know, this one they got me on, and then they would come and get you, and like at the cable well, company, they would do that too, and they QC, and they're like, "Yeah, we QC'd this job," and they would say the address, and I'd be like, "Ooh." Well, you know, it'd be, it would also be funny. It would be funny because I don't know. I mean, I just have a I, I don't know. I, I'm just like a, a, a serial killer in some ways where there would be a bad call. And then at the end, I would try to sell them like I would do whatever was required of the job. So they would listen to me like go through this call from hell. And then I would be like, have you considered switching to like a discover card platinum to yeah. take care of some of these issues? And this person would just be like, I'm going to fucking find you, Brett. I'm going to fucking find you. You know, I know where you're at. I and like, they would threaten my fucking life. And I'd be sitting there like with the person that's like, you know, monitoring the calls like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I did, I did ask him about switching to discover card platinum. You heard me, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my, my worst thing was that you had to apologize when you answered yeah, every that call. And I just sometimes didn't do it. Cause I didn't. Yeah. I'm, it's not sincere. Who cares yeah. if you do it, you know? Yeah. They want you to sound like you care and you don't. Yeah, but the person calling knows you don't care either. Yeah, you're just trying to make it through. A, nobody, it's like a gauntlet. You're just making it through a system. Yeah, like nobody. Phone tree. Yeah, nobody here cares. So saying I'm sorry is pointless. Yeah, welcome to the world of not caring. It's customer yeah. service. Uh, let's see who the next call is. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, uh, my name's Chris. What's up, Chris? Yeah, so for the past uh, few weeks, well, I, I kind of started on... Uh, Uh oh, you're cutting out, Chris. Uh, Warming up, Chris. Yeah, so, uh, so basically I have been making a YouTube video kind of like, uh, debunking these, uh, like this kind of, it's this industry funded website that is basically saying how coal is like great and that it's actually like super beneficial and that, uh, just don't worry about the effect. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that, Go ahead. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Your 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 connection is like it seems like you're dropping out or something. Yeah, we keep missing right, large lie. pieces. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll I'll get to slightly better. Like when I go on web website, I have like citations. This it almost it says the opposite thing it says. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just it keeps cutting out. I don't it's think hard. the listeners get it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, should I uh, call back some other time when I get a better? Yeah, reception? yeah. We, we we're like missing every other word. I, I'm I apologize. Oh, it's fine. All right. Yeah. So I'll call back like uh, next week. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll be here. Get like a a James Bond phone. I feel bad. I, I always feel bad when people call in and they don't get. Yeah, I don't know how to. Thing, I don't. Yeah, there's nothing. Well, can we can't do. fix it's it. Just yeah, that's the way the world works. It's technology. <clears throat> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Did Jason leave? Uh, hi there. My name's Jason. Hey, Jason. I was just talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, my name's Jason. I am 23, and I live in Portland. Okay. Well, Great. we're going to be in Portland in a few, in a month or two. So, we'll, maybe we'll see Word. you. <laughs> well, I hope you do. I hope you come out here. I think there's a really good presence out here. I was at the uh, the school walkout that all the high schoolers did here. Oh, cool. And there was really good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So it actually worked out. I don't. I didn't know that was the walkout for the climate strike. Yeah, it was for the climate strike, and it was like mostly organized by high schoolers, which is the crazy thing. That's yeah. very cool. Um, and there was, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm 23. I think I just got fired today. Oh no! From my job. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you do, don't know, then uh, you probably did. Yeah, you got fired if you don't know yeah. if you got fired. I'm going to tell you that right I, now. I, Somebody's telling you, someone boss. right now is saying that they fired some pissant 23-year-old. <laughs> uh, prob- <laughs> probably. I honestly, I'm pretty sure she was talking about me to other people working in the in the pizza joint. Like, as I was leaving, she was, like, like already getting on that soapbox. Like, yeah. Already, like. Yeah, I mean, you. Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't envy the person that that if that's all they got going for him. What what <laughs> happened? Could, oh, do you mind us asking what happened? Oh, uh, sure. It was um. So I came in today, and uh, I was like a little late, and like the restaurant was totally slammed. We were getting all these pizza orders. Can I ask how late? We were- I I got to stop you and ask how late. How late is a little? Because for me, a little late is a half hour. So that is like your miles well, may vary. No, it was like it's like four o'clock, but the pizza joint is like uh well I was uh I got in like four ten. Ten minutes. Oh late. yeah, it's nothing. Like, yeah, you weren't late. Yeah, four ten, maybe four fifteen, like I got in. It's annoying, like, but it's I feel, not like, late. I'm, and I'm the kind of guy I'm the kind of guy where I normally show up early for work, but they don't even let me clock on to start working. I'm fucking sitting there in like the middle of this pizza restaurant doing nothing. My uh, goodness! So as far as I'm concerned, if they don't if they don't want me to fucking work early, then I'm not gonna kill myself to get True. on time. When, Preach. Like, you know, it's like it's ridiculous. No, you're right uh, on the money. I mean, ten minutes is not outrageous. That that's like uh, there was a train, there was some weird traffic. Uh, 10 minutes is nothing to get mad about. It's only folks that want to be cruel and like hold it over your head and feel like they are, uh, powerful when, when they actually in their, in their private lives don't feel that way at all. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I always I, say, I, and that's not, that's not the whole story though. Okay. So I was, I was late. Uh, I was working like two and a half hours of just like straight work. We were really behind. And we were clearly very understaffed. Uh, some backstory for this place is that the owner, she like owns a franchise. This is like a chain here in Portland. Um, as, uh, and, uh, so the owner, her two kids are both employees. Love one of it. them's a manager and she pisses everyone off. And then the other one is like this problem guy who like is always sort of like muttering to himself, like, over the course of the day and saying like kind of kind of whack shit like you tried to convince yeah. me hip-hop was bad for black people the other day oh no <laughs> yeah uh, nepotism is bad for everybody 
And it's like, and it's clearly, it's like, guess who didn't show up for work? Probably her son. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's probably why everyone's so fucking stressed. And, you know, we're all working hard and I'm there and I just decide, far be it from me to like complain, but I should be able to listen to music while I fucking wash the dishes. Yeah. I put a single headphone in my fucking ears and then I'm like making a pizza and like going back and forth to doing dishes, washing my hands and making pizzas and shit. Um, and then the, the manager, not the owner, the manager says, Hey, you can't have that in my ear. And I look back at her and I said, why? And then she just fucking was like, because it, it's like, she just started stuttering and said something about how it's distracting and then walked away. And then like fucking 20 minutes later, the owner comes up to me and he's like, Hey, you take that out when a manager tells you to. And I, and I said, I tried to explain myself, and then she just told me to get out. Oh, no. Oh, great. I, you know, well, it's not a bad... I mean, it sucks to be, like, scared and shit about what your life is going to be like for the next few weeks, but uh, also, those places, it, I'd rather just be out the door than put up with them sometimes. Yeah, I do. I oh, hundred a hundred percent. Right. There, were, there was the camera store job I had. I, I really hated that job, and, like, I, I just was never going to leave because... I don't I was making 850 an hour and it was just like I'm here, you know, I might as well do the work. I feel like sort of locked into this. So like having the opportunity to quit and get out of there was like probably the best thing for me because you know, you're working at a pizza shop, you're making I mean, just in my in my mind, anytime I worked at a pizza shop, I was making like minimum wage maybe a dollar or two more and it was like, I'll just you know, if if everything goes to shit, I'll just go work at McDonald's. You know, yeah. I'm going to make that same money there. And, you know, there's usually a higher ladder that, you know, like, you know, somebody thing. that can take your car and dig out the lug and fix it for $40 instead yeah. of for $1,000. So you have connections. Well, and even having that thing about working in a family business is just like, if you know, if you work at a business and somebody's getting away with murder, then that sucks you know what i mean like uh i i don't know i i I think you got the good end of the deal and did you get to yell did did you get to yell at the person or give them any shit yeah Yeah. and tell them they suck yeah uh i i honestly i was not i was like sort of trying to be cool about it because there were customers in the fucking joint no you gotta go and there were there are other there are other people sort of like working hard at that job so i didn't want to like mess up the flow of shit ah, that's, well i am i understand I am that going to get my last paycheck and i'm gonna fucking tell her that you know i can't wait for her pe- like pizza joint to go under because <laughs> everyone quit yeah like like that was no that was a thing i showed up i got hired just a fucking week ago just a week and a half ago oh shit I showed up and like already the vibe was like everybody was quitting. So oh, you know, no. I'm not surprised. Like that's people a, are doing that for a reason. That's a that's a hell of a uh that's that's uh, you get there for a, this is happening to usually if you work at a place for a week and a half, two weeks, you're still in that honeymoon phase where they don't yell at you for anything. Yeah, yeah. You I can't imagine somebody coming up and saying, When a manager says remove this, you do it. When 
you've only been there for a week and a half. I, yeah. you're, you're lucky. You're, yeah. You just gotta get out of there. You're, you're lucky you got out of there. I think, I, I, because you could have uh, ended up being it. there a lot longer. <laughs> Honestly, uh, shout out to anyone working who's listening right now who's working at like a Panera Bread or something like. These kinds of fucking chain restaurants, they treat their fucking employees like dirt. Like where yeah. there's like a minimal amount of press, they fucking treat you like dirt. And they, and they, you can't even fucking speak to them. Like you can't even ask them why you can't listen to music. Yeah. God. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yo, you guys are great. Big love to everyone. Uh yeah, thank you. Thanks for calling. Peace. Hey, hopefully you find another job real quick and I then mean, quit it and then find another job and then quit. But hey, that's what know, it that's is. That's what life is down there. Yeah, for the I mean for a lot of those uh the the Panera Bread type job, they are just looking for someone that can put up with the shit. They don't want anybody to come in and have anything else to offer besides like the number of sandwiches per hour that they require, you know. Like, you can get sent out the fucking door pretty quick. All right, let's see who our next call is here. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Howdy. Howdy. What's up? I don't think this is a skeleton. They'll answer. Is it a skeleton? I just know it's not a skeleton. It can't be. No, we don't get skeletons anymore. Everybody. We haven't had a skeleton in a while. That's true. 910, are you a skeleton? Are you from, uh, they probably fell asleep or like hit mute. Yeah, they shit, probably have been. Oh, wow. oh no, yeah, my you, goodness. Back from the dead. No back skeleton. from the dead. Reanimated corpse. Woo! You scared me. This is the hey holiday season, man. Where I got spooked. Terrifying. We were, we were scared. I got a bat behind me. Anyway. I got the heebie-jeebies going on over what, here. What, who's this? What's going on? Hey, this is another Brian with an eye, by the way. Oh, fuck. For fuck's sake. Brian we don't need Collins. that. We already had one of those. We had two. We got two I Brian's know, with I'm another eyes. One. I'm sorry. You should have had a Y. You know why I have a Y? Because my grandma told me I could pick. And I picked Y. <laughs> Wait, after you were born, your grandma let <laughs> no, you pick? I mean, that was... Okay, so Wait, I said... Wait, how is that? That sounds like a goddamn country music hear, song uh, well i live my in, grandma I've, let me pick i have told you that basically my mom why do i spell my name with a y well because my grandma said that i could pick the one that i like best right my mom's side of the family is country music like okay. oh you met my mom but you know they her. let you go and did you get did you have to sign to change it no my mom i asked how she i spell my name she's like knew. how do you want to spell it and i said with a y and they were like, oh, oh cool, then. It's we already wine. picked that. But they already picked it, yeah. But they let me uh, feel like I picked. You know what I mean? Uh, what if I would have picked I, though? That would have been a motherfucker. Yeah, that's know? tough. I like Y, though. I think Y is a great letter. It's powerful. I hate my last name. It's Love not It's name. not a real vowel. It doesn't really get any... Res- it's not like a, always a vowel, you know? It's just spreading out. You know what I mean? That's why I like the Y instead of the I. It's like spreading out. You know, like letting it's like man spreading letter. It's like a powerful way to share. Sure. You know it, what I mean? Yeah, it takes up more space. Yeah, it takes up a lot more space. So what's going on tonight, Brian? With a very small eye that doesn't take up as um, much space. Nothing <laughs> much, guys. I uh, love your show and looking forward to your visit to Seattle and or San Francisco, depending on your date. Both, so both places. To that and, oh, both. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, Seattle treats us well. That was one of our best shows we did on the West Coast. Yeah, we love that part of the country. Yeah, I just moved there 
couple months ago. Is it like the coolest fucking spot? And everybody has like huge um, asses because there's so many hills that you have to climb that the you just get so much (laughs) uh, development in your glutes. It's also a lot of weed there. Oh yeah, there's a lot of hiking. Just like a really great place. A lot of weed. Yeah, you'll see us. Oh yeah, super cool. I don't know when we're going. Uh, the, uh, the date's already made and done, and the tour's all set up. I have. I, I can. I can tell you, but <laughs> we'll announce them this week. We're pushing probably. Texas right now. Yeah, we're pushing Texas right now. So. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So, so what's up, Brian? So, uh, I also had a. Uh, I also had a small business pirate story. If y'all are interested, always Love interested SBTs. in those. All right. So uh, I worked at this non-chain restaurant in my hometown on and off for about nine years, and uh, the last day I worked there was working up to earn some money before I went off to my doctorate program. And I worked to clean the restaurant, but this day I knew was going to be my last day um, because I was moving away. So one of the servers needed a witness to go talk to the owners. And the server had been here a really long time and didn't really think it'd be anything serious. So I volunteered myself to be the witness server. Uh, at the time, the owner was going through this really messy divorce and they both had their names on the restaurant married for 15 years. So uh, his wife comes in the night before this meeting and asks the server to get money from the drawer, something you know she had the right to do as co-owner. Mm-hmm. And we go into this meeting, close the door, and uh, the owner asks how much money his wife took from the drawer. And the server, again, worked for 10 years or so, refused to tell him, said, I'm not getting in between you guys. Yeah. This is your business. If you want to know, just ask her, right? I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So he fired her on the spot in this meeting. This sounds like a fucking or Tennessee Williams play. On the spot. So, like, they're yeah. in a meeting and he fires who? He fired the server. Okay. I was just there as a witness to what was going on, apparently, because he liked to have witnesses in there. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe he's like Mike Pence or something and doesn't like to be in a room with a woman or something. <laughs> he's alone. paranoid. Yeah, he's a paranoid. Was he like a conservative weirdo? Oh, yeah. He's the biggest prick in town, in my opinion. But well, he's I'm- the owner that goes around and tells everybody he's given them the best table in the house. And, <laughs> well, I have and, to say, like... Know, the community eats this shit up, and it's like... Hey, is he popular in the community? I swear to God, he's going to run the mayor. Yes, he's super fucking popular, and it's the most disgusting thing ever because all of his employees knew how much of a prick he was. Is he? Can I ask? Like, is he like, uh, like, does he give a bunch of money to the police? Is he that kind of popular? Is he like popular with everybody? Or are like people are like, I'm going to this place. This place is great. Well, he he's definitely involved with the police. Like yeah. police were pretty regulars, pretty much regulars at his job at at the restaurant. And um he does like a feed the homeless thing like every Christmas or something to I guess kinda look good. Um but he's one of the most ingenuine people ungenuine people I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah. I, I mean I any any I gotta say go I gotta say for anybody that's been in a long-term relationship with somebody, there comes a time where you wish you had like a time machine that you could show them what they had said like prior in some circumstance. <clears throat> but having a third party there while you fight with your spouse 
just would be someone just to take the records oh. and do a little oh, bit of like spouse. it was with the server yeah it was with the server he brought right. the server, server who's supervising the money right i mean but I, I mean that is just like that is a weird fucking situation to but i i'm like I, that's what i'm saying is like i can see why someone is like well, someone has to observe this because I don't know what's about to happen. It's, there's There's been moments in my life where I was the server. I was an employee that had to go talk to a boss that had a weird level of control over me and an intimate relationship, but I didn't have a third party observing the whole thing to kind of jot down what the hell was transpiring. Yeah. yeah. Right. Were you uncomfortable? Were you like, I got to get the fuck out of here? Oh, as soon as it happened, I was looking around. I had no idea what to even do in that situation because it was the last thing I expected. Yeah, you're like, I'm, I, I don't have a badge. I don't have like certification for this or anything. Then I'm not going to, there's nothing yeah. about this that I can do that makes this legal or sane. Like, I just want to get out of here. Right. Yeah. Like, they don't teach you how to uh, experience your boss firing a single mom of two over <sighs> him and his wife proceeding. Bickering. Like, yeah, that's a, just yeah, bickering. That's yeah, thing. you just trap. They tra- yeah. that small business sirens just trap you in their world. They, but that's like, what I mean. And that's what I'm saying. You like, in their shit. Yeah, yeah. And like they brought you in. It's like, well, you're a third party. You know, we need to discover how much my my completely horrible ex wife has taken from all of us here at the business. And it's like, oh my god, I need yeah. to get out of this. Like, I need to sue you for emotional damage. <laughs> Is what I need yeah. to do. I, that's awful. I shouldn't be surprised, but yeah, it was. It was totally awful. Um, but yeah, I'll call back in for another story one of these days. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear it. Play. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for calling. calling. We appreciate it. We got one more to go. Oh, one more call it. to go. Bringing in the it queue. in for a landing, huh? Yes, this is, it's time for landing gear. Holy shit. This is our landing gear. We're going to have to talk for a few minutes, though, afterwards. We don't have to give them three hours. Well, sometimes we'll give them a few. We sometimes give we them get two hours and 15 minutes. Chillax. We're going to do an ABCD at some point, right? Yeah, in a couple weeks. We got to. We fucked up. It'll be fun. We fucked up. 922. Big accident we did. What's next Sunday? Nothing. It's not. Just, can we drum it up for in a week? No, I don't think we you can. You want two weeks. Well, we can't do it in two weeks. Because we'll be gone? Because we'll be in Texas no in way. two weeks. No, we're not going to be in Texas in two One, weeks. One, two, on the sixth. Okay, yeah, we could probably do it 10 October 6th. We're not going to be here next Sunday. We're well, actually we're gonna not going to be here next Sunday. We're going to be. We're going to be in Cincinnati, Ohio, witnessing the Trillbillies. Oh, live yes. With, um, ah, yes. With, with Lee Baines the third. Right. Uh, hearing just out of, just hearing from people like around that have like access to the Trillbillies. Uh, we don't, uh, that they're having a special guest and they're not even like, they they're not even telling us yeah you know what i mean they're like keeping this secret from me and brett yeah this is gonna be some ohio born and raised yeah just two some local talent couple of couple of people undiscovered from ohio. people that haven't broke through yeah to the mainstream i don't know yet. i don't know i'm excited to see who it is but so i you say know? let's 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 put it let's put the x on the calendar right before we leave for texas october 6th that's our anybody but cis dudes call-in show october 6th abcd call-in show announce it right yeah that worked us and so if you are anything but a cis dude you can call in we want to hear your struggle we i want to hear how brian did tonight on his little tip throw tiptoe through the tulips of uh you know understanding 
you know, the the world that we're living in now. Like, I do appreciate it. I wasn't trying to be an asshole earlier. I was just uh, trying to move things along. But Brian, I appreciate your bravery. Wow, thank you. You know, you're amazing. You blow me away every single week. Oh, Jesus. Now you're embarrassing me. You can find more of what we do at streetfightradio.com. You can find our bonus material, patreon.com slash streetfightradio. You can also come see us. We're going to do a live show in Austin, Texas on October 14th. We're going to do a live show in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma on October 16th. We're going to do a live show in uh, Dallas, Texas on October 17th and a live show in Houston, Texas on October 18th, all of those shows, we are bringing Kath Barbado, Kath Barbadoro with us, uh, from the What a Time to Be Alive and Lie, Cheat and Steal podcast. Yeah. And one of our favorites. One of the best people in New York. One yeah. of the only good people in New York. She's, she's like one of my Kath, favorite people in the world. Jamie, Rachel, all the women of New York are great. Oh, right? Come on, man. Felix is a sweetheart. Hey, we oh, could do it without him. Get out of here. He's <laughs> my sweet boy. He's my co-host on Shocktober, you know? Yeah. Sweetie. Uh yeah. And then and 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 November, like we've been talking about, we're going to announce this pretty soon, even though we're pushing Texas. Uh, it happens really shortly after Texas. So we'll probably be pushing two shows at the same time at some point. And, uh, we're going to be doing, uh, Seattle, Portland, uh, San Francisco, LA and San Diego. And, uh, at really cool. November. Yeah. Really cool special guests on a lot of those shows too. On pretty much all of them. They're, I mean, on, we don't know who. Yeah. Pretty much all the shows are going to have cool special guests. Yeah, they're getting bigger and better, and you don't want to miss these things. They're once-in-a-lifetime events. Um, they're becoming more fun to put on, and I can't believe we get to work with so many amazing, brilliant people that are doing things outside of the norm. Come join us. Let's spread this mess across the U.S. If you want to see us in Texas, go to uh, store.streetfightradio.com to get your tickets. Friday, Houston, Texas. I mean, for real, for real, if you can drive to Houston, Texas, we're going to do a split bill. Street Fight Radio and Kath with Party World Wrestling. One fucking ticket, 15 motherfucking dollars, all night long, partying, hanging with the gang, acting orangutan, come get fucked up. Uh, it's going to be fucking amazing. Let's get this last call. Let's do the landing gear. Someone else jumped in. I don't know if we'll take their call or not, but let's see who we got. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? My fucking touchpad is... Hey, hey, how's it going? Joe from Minneapolis. How am I coming in? Hey, You're Joe. In great, Joe. How's it going? Keep punching, Joe. Great. Uh, so I got to ask, uh, before I get started, are you guys come, planning on coming out to Minneapolis anytime soon? Well, you're, uh, Minneapolis. Awfully, <laughs> you're awfully close to Milwaukee and, uh, DNC's in Milwaukee next year. Yeah. So, uh, that's I a would safe bet. <laughs> probably be willing right, to bet that right, you're probably cool, going to get cool. a big show. Actually, yeah. we're trying to all make right. it a raucous Kill thing. It. We're going to get some Trillbillies and Sams and anybody else that we can. All right. Awesome. Well, I got a pretty fresh getting fired slash small business pirate go, uh, story for you. Nice. All so right. This happened, this happened the weekend of Labor Day. So I just, uh, you know, I worked in food for a long ass time and uh, I switched out to accounting because food doesn't work if you want to have a family and I have one. Yeah. Uh, you see that? It brought, so I, just... I got a. Real quick, I just want to say What's this. That? Like, whenever you watch the show Chopped, if you, like, 
pay attention to like 50% of the chefs. They're like, hey, I just want to win this $10,000 because uh, I never get to see my kid and I want to take him on a vacation. <laughs> and it's always that too little, Pretty too much. late vibe, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. No. I mean, the thing about cooking is that the hours suck and also the money suck. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you That's can make good money, but it's really hard work to get to that point. Like, yeah, it's really, really hard work. And and yeah, and even if you make good money, you have terrible hours. Like, oh, yeah. There's, there's no, I mean, it, it's one or the other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got hired on uh, through kind of a recruiting slash temp agency at this company in the Twin Cities up here. And uh, so like, I thought it was going great. Because after like a day and a half, so I got hired on to do some like temporary contract type stuff and to like get them ready for their audits at the end of the year, right? But a day and a half in, they're like, you know, we were thinking that we needed another accountant long term. And uh, it was this like umbrella of 12 companies or whatever. And, and they're just like, we, we really think you're good enough to like do all the accounting work for two of our companies. And I'm like, you know, like I said, I'm, I got a family. I'm trying to break into this industry. I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's go. Uh, but so apparently they had some issues with me. Like I have, you know, admittedly would show up five to 10 minutes late sometimes, which like it's an office job. Who the fuck cares? But apparently they did. Uh, and then I also would take some personal calls on company time, which they also didn't like. And when I say personal calls, I mean like, five to 10 minute calls once a day from my six month pregnant wife. Uh, and so then I got a call from the recruiting slash temp agency that I was technically working for because I was on contract because I wasn't hired by this original place. Uh, the Friday of Labor Day weekend saying, Hey, they're going to let you go because, uh, they don't like how much, pers how much time you've been spending on personal calls. And like, and they also don't like how late you've been. And it's like, I was five to 10 minutes late a couple of times a week sometimes. Yeah. Because I had to drop my daughter off. Regular. I mean, just regular shit. I mean, Brian said right, like over, over a half hour is like, I mean, what's going on? But like, if you're up to a half hour late, it's just, that's sometimes what it takes to get the fuck in here. Yeah. I look at it like, right. And it was my, sh I shoot for no, seven. For I shoot. I, I, I always considered. Because people have told me this in the past, as far as the grace period goes, right? Uh, it's seven minutes. Okay. Right. And, and like, that's some right. you're not, but what that means is I'm not saying you're late at seven minutes. I'm saying that at, I got to be at work at four. I get to work at 407. I'm not late at all. That means not late. You know what I mean? That yeah, means right. on time. And then after that, you're late. So if you're getting there at 417, you're 10 minutes late. You're not 17 minutes late. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. No, I totally feel that. And like, and you know what? I even get it if it's like, I think it's like actually worse if you're at like a pizza joint or a restaurant or whatever, because like if you're 10 minutes late, you're keeping probably one of your coworkers there for 10 extra minutes. Which like sucks for them because maybe they miss a bus or maybe, you know, some shit can happen, right? Yeah. But like it's an office job. Oh yeah, yeah. What's gonna happen in ten minutes at eight AM? Like 
Yeah, nobody needs uh, to be there to cover it in, in an office. It can all right, get exactly. it can all get taken care of when you get into work. Exactly. Well, and you know what? It's like if you have that big of a problem with me with it, like I'll just work an extra ten minutes for my lunch. It's fine. But the the fucking crazy thing was, she never told me she had a problem with any of this. Like, she she never said like, "Hey, I've got a problem with you coming in." 10 minutes. I mean, right. she told me once, but never that it was sucks. like, I call that secret rules on the line here. Secret rules. I, I mean, well, that's and, what I mean. So I don't deal of- with anybody that brings things up that they have never brought up when they actually happened. You know, um, I, right. I had to, I had to come to an understanding that with the people that I deal with in my life, I have to say when they're doing something wrong, I have to say, I don't like this way that this is happening. I have to like bring it up then because later on it's right, like all worthless. How are they going to know? Yeah. It's all worthless. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I had heard that like once or maybe twice, but it was never like a, Hey, this is a thing that you could lose your job over. And then also I had never heard anything about talking on the phone again. If they were like, Hey, just take your personal calls in your lunch break. Cause one of the things about the place is like, between 12 and 1, they wouldn't ever talk to you. Like, your lunch break was kind of sacred to them. Well, and if it was like, I knew I had to take my, you know, personal calls or whatever over my lunch break, I could have done that, but they never told me anything. But well, so there was two, also... Two kind of kickers to this story. Well, there was... I had a lot of situations with call center jobs where I would hit the amount... I would collect the amount of money that they wanted, but, like, I would be sitting on a dial tone for longer than they allowed. Like I would be like my, my downtime, I would be wasting my time, but like, they're like, no, you're supposed to be spending all of your time. You used to do like max amount of time taking calls. And I'm like, no, you asked for this amount of collections for the month. That's what I'm going to do. And then other than that, right. like I'm going to eat dove chocolate and uh, sit on this dial tone. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. So there's, there's kind of two kickers to this, this thing. So the first is that my boss, the one that decided to fire me, um, had gone on vacation like the week before she decided to fire me. And I was 10 minutes late, technically, going by your scale, three minutes late, twice yeah. during that time. Three minutes three late. Minutes. That's uh, how I feel. Nothing to three split minutes, hairs yeah. about. That's splitting hairs. I, yeah, yeah ex- exactly. But so my coworkers snitched on me during that time. They were like, yeah, he ah. was here at 8, 10 in the morning. Ah. But I don't, yeah, yeah. So that's really fucking frustrating. But the thing that's like even most frustrating to me is like, I get it. If you think that your job is on the line and you feel like you need to snitch on your coworkers to like keep your job, I don't think that's what this is. But like, I get that that's a situation that exists under capitalism. I totally understand that. But what I don't understand is you not like pulling your coworker aside and being like, look, dude, you don't know how it works around here, but this is how it works, you know? Not like showing your coworker that level of respect to be like, hey, dude, you seem like you're trying. Here's how things work around here. You got to get your shit together. I like I that like baffles me because especially coming from like the cooking field, like somebody's going to tell you if you're screwing up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, going to be your, it's going to be your coworker. It's going to be your manager. It's going to be somebody. But when it comes to but office then, politics, then, man, everybody's like a sovereign country. Like people are just going to watch you slip by. I mean, because it also is, it's weird in a way because a manager can also pull the tape and find out who witnessed it. And if anybody lied, they can 
delete them from the business and then go to their boss and say that they saved a whole bunch of money from wasteful employees and shit. Right. Like it's a, but, we, it's, but again, it's like a none of that prevents you from business. going to your coworker and being like, Hey dude, that's true. Look, here's how it goes at this I, place. I definitely, like, I would always like, whenever people were talking a whole bunch of mad shit about somebody, I would go to them and be like, you should know everyone's talking mad shit about you. You have to get this squared away, you know? Right. Cause that's like just basic human respect that you, I don't know. I feel like I, I would owe or I'm sure you guys feel like you owe to your fellow worker, you know? Well, I mean, you can make it work. Like you can find a situation that works, but like, uh, you know, you have to play the game. I mean, that's what we're all doing here. And when it comes to small business, when it comes to small business tyrants, it's like, you know, do they have a seven minute rule? Do they have a four minute rule? Like the, the places that you find that you can slot into or the ones that are going to make the no, most sense for your thing. But like, Fuck, it's like, uh, that's all that we're doing is like, if we are comfortable with the amount of dysfunction that this boss offers, you know, like everybody else yeah. there probably had a similar childhood, <laughs> probably has similar tr- circumstances <laughs> to deal with this kind of shitty boss and whatever their individual way of, of doling out their, you know, power is. For a small business tyrant, though, there yeah. isn't a seven or four minute rule. There isn't. There aren't right. They get to run with what their gut is. Right. There are no hard rules when you work in a small business because, again, like I could come to work 15 minutes late every day. They just like me and they think I'm a cool guy and they want to hang out with me. And then some other person comes That's in true. four minutes late and I'll just fire them. You know? That's absolutely true. Yep. That's, That's honest. I mean, all right, it, so I got. I got, I got one more kicker on this story, and so that is that the failed son-in-law of the owner. So, the, so the way this place worked was it was founded in I can't even remember the fifties or the sixties by this dude who ran it till he died like a couple of years ago. He was in his nineties, and his son took it over. And so his son-in-law, his failed son-in-law, uh, has his own company in like a related field. And he has basically been subsidized by this company to the tune of over the past like two plus years, he owes the the parent company over a million dollars and he's made exactly one sale. And it's like, I get fired for coming in 10 minutes late and taking five minute phone calls with my pregnant wife and yet your failed son-in-law gets to hang out and like use the office and just drain the yeah. company coffers. I mean, you got. Sale. I mean, you got. You do have to swallow that pill and realize they get a different deal than we do. Yeah, I worked for a business uh, where there clearly. was a, one of the guys' frat bros got his own private office to just pull pranks out of and and create a fun environment for this guy to show up to and did absolutely nothing except for draw a fucking fat paycheck. But that's that is what that's where I came up with that thing about like oh uh. They, they think I'm a cool person and they just like me was that was your si- sort of situation at that place where it was like they just thought Brett was cool and they liked him. So they moved him around enough that people didn't notice he wasn't doing any fucking work. <laughs> but he did. He went, Brett, Brett could still be working at that place now. Like oh, if yeah. he hadn't moved. I could away, be second in command. Yeah. You you would still be if you hadn't moved to Dallas. You would, you could s- still be working there and still watching whole seasons of television while you're at work. Absolutely. You know, B- Brett was been, Brett binge watched Breaking Bad 
at his job, like at, sitting at a desk at his job. He also <laughs> slept on a couch in the break room. They were getting iced there when that was the big thing, smearing off ice. Like, yeah. they just fucking like Brett. That was all it was. They were like, oh, I just want to be around this cool fucking dude because Brett's a cool dude. And, <laughs> and like, he got to keep his job. I'm sure they fired fucking 50 people yeah, that did way of- more work than you, you know? Yeah, for That's sure. That's what yeah. it is working for a small business tyrant. You're not – the reason that working for small business tyrants is such a huge problem is – because you are not judged on any objective metrics at all. It really is it's, what some person thinks about it's you. It's the whims of petty royalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's it is. It's somebody that happened to – it's like if I if I were in charge of a couple hundred thousand dollars right now, all of a sudden I'd be like, that person that person is worthless. Yeah. But fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I love this guy right here. Like I, this gal right here, this non-binary pal, they get a six-figure income. I love them. They're they're wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really like is you, just you fuck thing. yourself in a way that you think that you've generated all of this money because you're so much more brilliant than other people. And that's why I've always said we're not the leaders of anything and we're just you know, fools like everybody else. Yeah. But they're just, I would just like want to they, join an angry yeah. mob. I just want to join like a lynch mob. You're right. They have their, for billionaires, for, for Jeff Bezos. <laughs> you, the thing right, is, right. A non racist yes. against billionaire. Yeah. Sorry. Lynch mob. But what I, you're saying, what you're saying about, like, it is a kingdom. It, these people that have a few hundred grand. That that somehow were able to save it or inherit it or got their hands on money or met some investors, they build their own little kingdom. Yeah. And then everybody that works for them is their subjects. Yes. And they just they can chop your head off if they want to, if they're just feeling like it's part of the uh, that's part know, of the joy of what they do. Yeah, they like it. They like yeah, being able must- to come in and say, You fucking were on the phone for five minutes. You know, and it bothered yeah. me that you did that. You know what I like? That's what yeah. really all it was, was he didn't do anything wrong by being on the phone with his wife for five minutes. And I'm sure there's other people at that job that were on the phone with other people at different times. Well, and, and, to be fair, I closed the door of my office, which is real bad, apparently. Okay. Well, that's but the well, that's thing, a, <laughs> that, that changes everything. That's what bothered. I would, yeah, exactly. I would uh, sorry, nail you to a cross. So those beans earlier. You know, well, in bought- my voluntary society, you would be nailed to a cross. Yeah. Cause they, that, the thing about it is, is that like they're mad at you because they're your boss. And they, like Brett said, they had an invisible rule. They had yeah. a thing in their head. Shutting the door when you're on the phone is just disrespectful to me. They shot you, they, they shot you a glance that was supposed to be a 45 minute conversation about how they <laughs> expected things to be. And all of a sudden, because you didn't change all of your behavior and you still met their other goals that they asked of you, you're in trouble. Yeah. So did yeah. everything turn out okay? All did right. you get another so, job? Uh, I got some interviews coming up. Okay, no, nothing I got yet. Some... Uh, but yeah, I got some interviews coming up. I just want to do two more things real quick. First of all, shout out to the Street Fight Discord group. I'm a patron and I'm on the Discord, and it's yeah. rare to find like two people as cool as the average Street Fight Discord oh, person sweet. is. So, yeah. yeah, y'all are awesome. And then solidarity to any of the workers that are striking right now, be it UAW, be it the people of Oregon, yeah. be it Chicago Treachers. Y'all are awesome. And keep striking. Keep keep fighting for what you need because that's the only way we're going to get anything done these days. 
Yeah. Well, th- thanks for calling in. That was fun. Yeah. Thanks for we we, we yeah. appreciate it. We got uh well we got so we got somebody that has called in before, but then we also got to jump in, which we had you know with we Jack and Leslie. Calls. Yeah, there's two, but we got to jump in. There's We're somebody that's just, just these calls. Somebody that that striked while the iron was hot. They're a jump in. We'll take the last We're call. Just these calls, and they gotta be you know succinct. Good shit. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking They're to? They're not good shit. We're just getting rid of it. You're out. Am I on? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're here. Yes. Under extreme amount of pressure too. This is oh, a lot please. of pressure for you. I just, really feel uh, like really you can shine. Yeah, for you for putting you under this amount of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, up? I've never been on, been on before. Uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, we'll treat you well. Yeah, I guess I'm a little nervous. I don't know. We'll treat you well. Just realize that a lot of pressure here. We really need to be dazzled right now. Is the thing. Uh, late, late in the show. We we need a dazzling phone call. Uh, what's your name? I'm Jake from Utah. What's Jake? Up, Jake um, from Utah. Yeah. Some Jake. I wouldn't worry about it. Come here sometime. We want yeah. to. We want to come to Utah. We have actually tried to figure Utah out a few times, haven't we? We could have. Yeah, there's a few tours that we could have tagged it on to the end. We do need to make it a point to tag it on to like a West Coast or Southwest. It's it can it's fit in, a in weird there. Part of the it's that no, it's, it's close to hard. Vegas. It's close to California. We're never going back to Vegas again. We will go to California. Yeah, we're going to California. We could have done San Diego, twice. and instead of San Diego, we could have done a Utah. I'll man. tell you what. I'll tell you what, Jake. We will. We're doing the West Coast twice a year now for sure. I think that's. Maybe Our we plan. get like arrested on there for like an Instagram live story. Maybe we get arrested in Utah. No, I don't want to get arrested in Utah. Oh, okay. Dude. Smart. But yeah, smart. Good idea. But we'll be in Utah. I think like we're going to do the West Coast twice a year and uh, we'll, we'll we'll tack Utah on there sometime. Yeah, we'll get there. So what's you up, You still got like oh, yeah. three, two beer and shit there? I don't know. Um, you guys can come to a bar. I'm sure. I'm not. I'm not 21 yet. I'm 20, oh no. But okay. Maybe okay. I'll finally, buy a fake. Yeah, buy a fake ID to come see you guys. I don't know. Ah, uh, it won't be. We'll sneak you'll you. You'll be in. 20. Yeah, we'll get you in. We've done it before. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I just kind of never called in before, but I've recently gotten to the show. I love. I love what you guys are doing, and figured I'd call in. I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I feel kind of just lonely tonight, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of, a, I don't know. kind of in a bad place, I guess. But, um. Understandable. Yeah. You I know, do. I mean, too. But uh, let me tell you something. I feel that way quite often. And a lot of times you can pop yourself. I hope you pop yourself out of it. And I don't know what you do. I look, here's the thing I don't know how to go out and make friends. But it's the most it's very important to try to figure that out. You know, like I I somehow feel very lucky that I met Brett at a time in my life when most dudes quit making friends, you know, and you just I, 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 I hope that I, I mean, I hope that helps. I don't know where to go, whatever you're if you're into something, you just, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I got to say, you know, at 20 you have a lot of life ahead of you and at this point it doesn't you know you can't make sense of most things you've been thrown out on your own you've been kicked out of your nest that's the american way um but yeah. 
you just kind of got to head in the direction that feels right for you. I mean, do the things that make you feel good. Be spiteful. You know, I think that's the way to live is like do things that bring you joy that don't cost money. You know, go to shows that you pay like uh, to get in with like fucking canned food or, you know, you know, do band shit. I mean, 20s, you you have, a you know, you, you can like lose everything. So, you know, I think this is your chance to really risk it all. So whatever you think would make you like not feel lonely, I'd write that down and then figure out what steps, baby steps, small shit that you can start doing day to day to put you in the direction of like making things where you want them to be, you know? There, there, there yeah. is a, there is an yeah, opportunity thanks. to carve out like a really fun lifestyle amongst the rabble rousers and degenerates and yeah, and uh, fucking you know antifa uh, activists, fucking uh, punks, all of us. Don't, just, just do do this for yourself. I, I don't. I'm, I, I'm forty years old, you know, but like, just don't. You're twenty, and like, don't close off parts of the world to yourself like uh, i did that a lot when i was when i was very young you know it was like i wasn't open to a lot of different experiences i wasn't open to a lot i wasn't open to like anything i thought everything was so stupid and like it was just like oh it's you know like guys in bands i'd be like what are you doing trying that's so nerdy you know what i mean and like i missed out on yeah. a lot of stuff and like i was a pretty angry and kind of lonely guy i mean like I get lonely now. Yeah, still. That's what I wanted to say. Know? What was your, in 2019? What, what was your name again? I'm Jake. Jake. I wanted to say the other yeah, thing yeah. I wanted to add on the end of that is that um, you know that is what it is like forever. Like I, I'm. I'm also. Yeah. You know, I have a, a wife and a kid and friends and family and all these people, but I'm also alone. It's just me doing this thing. So, um, you know. You have to kind of get comfortable and accept that and, and entertain yourself and figure out how to make that internal life something that brings you joy or makes you smile or is just, you know, uh, like I've displayed on this show, but I haven't really, I don't know, explain the theory behind it, but like the way that tragedy sometimes, tragedy is something that makes me fucking laugh. Like when things went wrong for me, in my life, uh, it got so bad that it was just comical at a certain point. And, you know, nobody was killing me and no one was like tying me up and throwing fruit at my fucking face. I was just getting pink envelopes in the mail, mm. you know, or I was fucking up at work and getting fired for all these reasons. Um, but, you know, I, I found my way. And at 20 years old, I think I had every, I had every reason in the world to give up. I think there was, if I, if I would have sat down and, and did the numbers myself, I would have figured that like I, I had a bleak existence ahead of me. Um, but I know now that I would have been completely wrong. Right. Me and him, me and Brett, uh, we're, we're talking about 2010, 2011, uh, 20. Yeah, to, we, when we were t 2010, 2011. You oh, were yeah, 30. that wasn't 20. Yeah. No, I'm saying you were 30 and I was 35 or something like that. And, and that's when we started hanging out. And like, I mean, I was 35 years old and I had convinced myself that it was all over and that I had already done everything. And that was what I was going to do. And that was it. And that's what my life was going to be. And, and like, if I let that, 
if I hadn't steered out of that, you know, and it was me and him doing stand up and stuff like that. We were doing all these things and we were trying all these new things. It like if I hadn't steered out of that, uh, I would have just continued going on that way, being like uh, pretty unhappy. And, and you know, you're 20 and you have like a, a, a the world is out there for you. You just got to it's it's hard you just have to let yourself know that there's things there is something out there for you yeah. i promise there's something out there for you yeah. there's something I out mean, there for everybody <laughs> you're probably right i just i feel feel a little anxious you know i built i feel like the life i built up for myself until now I mean, I don't mean to like bum you guys out. No, you're not bumming you're me not. out at all. Like, I'm the same them. way, buddy. I look, but, Jake. I, I, me and you, I can guarantee you have a lot in common here. I, I, I will tell you that, like, I, you know, sort of gear everything toward like feeling comfortable because I have an astounding amount of anxiety. You know, like I, like I, a hundred percent of the time I feel anxious. Like I never don't feel anxious. I w- and like I'm very afraid of other people. And like I'm very afraid to like strike up conversations or talk to other people in public. Like these are things that scare the yeah. shit out of me too. And like I know yeah, how too. you feel, you know, but it, yeah. it is also like, I don't know, by some miracle, it's just, it was just me going and doing things and like deciding like that my life I like I, wasn't over and wasn't decided. Yeah. Then I was able to like get myself to a point where I'm a little happy. I'm I'm happier now. But I, I promise you that like I, I also deal with a lot of the same stuff. So it's not yeah. bumming me out at all. It's you're 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 speaking my language right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean if, if I could say anything helpful, it's just that um we talk a lot about like, you know, raising our own kids and everything. And at your age, I was lying to everybody in the world to say that I had things figured out and I knew what I was going to do with my life. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that's like that. I don't think that should be the expectation anymore. I don't think that, uh, you know, that is what, we sh- what we sh- do expect from 20 year olds like i think that now is a time in your life to experiment to learn to put it all on the line um you know in my life it was a lot of risking experiment and other things and you don't have to have everything together there's no reason they should have a house you know i'm 35 now and i'm trying and not doing very well but i'm trying to put the down payment on my first house so there's no reason that you should think by 26 you should be a homeowner with like a marriage and all of that stuff. Uh, you know, one yeah. thing that Brian and I are trying to do through this show is demonstrate that life is nothing like what we all think the norm is and that it's like killing us all. That capitalist norm that makes us feel like we're not the modern family that we see on TV. So at 20, I mean, you kind of just got to lean into it and learn as much as you can from people that you admire, that you really respect and try to fit into something and make yourself useful and uh, sit down and shut up and, and learn how the folks that like are doing things uh, in the way that you want are yeah, you know, accomplishing that, you know, getting involved with what you can, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, it is hard to keep hope sometimes, you know, in a kind of America, just kind of, you can still feel the effects of just like post-McCarthyist, just, you know, 
hardwired against anything that helps people, you know? Sure. But like, you know, but but when you, when you get to the level of marinating this stuff on like a theoretical level, you have to understand that your material conditions are very comfortable at that point. And you have to like also get a big dose of gratitude every single day that like, you know, I'm in this, I'm, you know, I'm in this, this position where like I have the opportunity to choose where I'm going to spend all of my time and what I want to devote myself to. And like, I I've gave a lot of thought to it and you just lean into it. Um, um, I, I spent a lot of time second guessing myself and all it's done ha- is prevent that what is happening right now from happening. You know, when I was 20, I had a lot of reasons why I shouldn't be out there, why I wasn't a performer, why I wasn't a comedian, why it wasn't any of that. Like I spent my twenties not believing that I could do anything that was artistic or performative or would be anything close to what we're doing. So, um, the, the quicker that I gave in to my own passion and what made me feel good and what filled up my tank and was right for me, um, the more that I got out of things. And now I do have the extra time, money and, you know, resources to spend in other places that, you know, that make me go to bed at the end of the night without like doing all of the like theoretical mumbo jumbo bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. 20, like dude, it's, it's spice of life. I mean, like soak it all up because it's like, I also did jobs that were completely fucking awful. I did jobs that were, you know, like the worst kind of exploitive behavior, whatever you want to say about it, you know, but you need to really feel the world firsthand and, and find your way in it and, uh, and learn from everything because even leading up to the point where I'm at now is like at 20, I was, uh, getting a job at discover card where I did, uh, collections and I learned all of like the interior fucking, uh, calling systems and all that stuff, how to manage database and all that, how to do customer service, how to talk to people when their credit card got declined and all of those skills like transferred into what I'm doing right now. Like in a way like that was, I like, I, I really learned a lot from doing some of those menial tasks. What I would say to any young person right now is like, learn how to print your own t-shirts, learn how to do database, learn how to do social media management, learn how to do stuff that relates to your interests that like you're passionate about and just go all the way in and, and figure out how to get paid for it, you know? Yeah, I mean, shit, I would love to do something like that, like like a podcast or something. It's possible. Like, um, It's not impossible. Yeah. I don't know. I was talking about it with a with a friend go for um, it just yeah. all you got to do is I record mean, it's it. just it's a you know i mean it's just it's really it's, it really is a matter of uh you know i spent a lot of time being a scammer trying to figure out how i was going to live a square life and i met my wife and she accepted me for who I am. And I wanted to have some sort of white picket, like suburban existence. And she was like, I was never expecting that the whole time. That's not who I fell in love with, you know? And so I have, we have fully adopted like this outsider lifestyle amongst these people that do support what we do. And, you know, they're teachers, they are, you know, 
business owners. There are all, there's so many people connected throughout this that are radicals that live outside of the norm and, uh, you know, can create an existence that isn't so bad, you know, that, you know, isn't look, doesn't look the best on Instagram, but is way more satisfying when you wake up every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do feel like maybe I should log off. <laughs> sure. Because I feel like, I don't know, I, I just spend too much time, you know, seeking attention online. And it's just, I don't think it's harming. It's like really helping my worldview. Yeah. I, the people I see online are just, you know, shitting on everything. Yeah, miserable. Yeah. And I, it doesn't seem like. It's hard. To, yeah, nothing good enough it's hard to get out of that mindset when you're not online too yeah. it's sort of like when you're online and you're shitting on everything well because like, that's the way i you, am too i'm sort of like i'm on there and i'm but i try to like be positive or as positive as i possibly can and uh you know in, in my everyday life and i try not to bring that stuff with me but if it feels like you can't if but, it feels like you can't divorce yourself from it then yeah, but, maybe but, it's a good idea not to be there for sure. a while. And then that's true. And I also remember being 19 to 24 years old and always doing like an elevator pitch to like every adult that I met. Like every time I met someone yeah. that was like over 30, I had to say like, this is what I'm doing my with my life. And this is what I plan for my future. It's like you just are like you feel under an immense amount of pressure to say that you're like very serious about what you're about to accomplish. And um, yeah. I mean, I I don't buy into that. Like, I, I really don't think that's I don't think that's worthy. You know, like I, of any sort of like, I, I don't think that you should. I I I'm like that was the same pressure that I was under, and I can understand why you would do that, especially with social media. But I also want you to understand that there is like an opportunity to make something that works for you. You know, Brian and I have talked about the way that our business works and that Brian like lives online and I like to stray away from it. And like the more that I lean into being in control of my relationship with social media, the better things work for us because like I have my boundaries set. So if you're somebody that needs boundaries and feels like they're being overtaken and you feel uncomfortable about that, like you just have to you know, reset those things in a way that makes you successful, you know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to find my footing, I guess. Which yeah. Is, which is fine. Hard. Completely okay. acceptable. You will get there. You're so young. It's time. I mean, you yeah, know, it's it weird too. I mean, you're going to like, you're in a weird time in your life too, where like uh, people are expecting uh, you to be grown up and yeah, you're expecting. You're going to get tumbled. You're, There's you're, like nobody, nobody that is giving you advice knew what to do at 20 and they just ran through the gauntlet for five years and came out on the other side. I mean, it's an amount of wisdom that comes from sticking to it and like really showing up each day and trying to do better for yourself. I mean, it's so hard to do though. Yeah. You, you, I think like the way that I was when I was you know, 20 was that I, I remember feeling almost like, uh, you don't have it figured out the way the other adults do. And then like, I realized it took me like 10 or 15. It took me over 10 years to figure out that nobody has it figured out. Like yeah. and even my parents were faking yeah. and then all the people that are older are fake. We're all faking it. Yeah. When none of us know of what the fuck we're doing. You know, we are, we are just the only thing that we have 
that somebody that's younger than us doesn't have is is experience. Like experience, we've just yeah. been we've through a bunch before, of shit, yeah. you know. So things don't seem as bad and once you've been through everything. Well, you, you know, when I was yeah. t- I was telling I was telling this to somebody too, and like you know what I mean, podcasting may not be your calling. But if you're interested in some sort of creative aspect, I was telling this to this person that was doing DJ stuff around town was like, do not worry about like getting somebody else to to like say your DJ work is the shit. Like if you do your craft, if you have a process that you can do every single day, that is what you love, that follows with your things, like over five to 10 years there is going to be folks that make it that make that have that are successful or that like can do something and can hook you up with stuff it's a matter of uh doing things like brian and i were not podcasters until we did it every single day for like five years and it was like god damn these guys have done it every single day for five years now we're coming up on 10 years and it's like we the only thing that makes us like legitimate podcasters is that we just kept doing it like that you you there's an amateur phase that so many people wash out of you know that first 3 to 5 years of trying to do something creative or for yourself um will draw a lot of people that wish they could do it that's not really in their heart um but you know what that's going to be for you is ultimately a matter of trying shit. I wanted to be a tattoo artist. I still would love to do tattoos. I wanted to be a tattoo artist. I wanted to be a fashion designer. I wanted to be so many fucking things. And like at your age, you have to like really let off on the pressure and kind of lean into what feels right for you. Uh, for, and, and, and can make the most sense for where you're at, you know? absolutely yeah. jake have uh, have a great night I, I hope i hope we helped you out there yeah, and, yeah i'm hey, sorry to, sorry to fucking beat you over the head you were probably just oh, trying well. to like commiserate with people and right. we totally fucking like did a ted talk on right you. and anytime hey i'm always around you know yeah for sure so if you're not feeling like i'm always around and i will answer you i promise i always i answer everybody Man, else. I, I feel so. okay, i guess we'll just, uh, keep trying <laughs> i don't know no, all find right. some find people who actually support me for who I am. And, yeah, and I don't know, do it. You will. I promise. Feet, I promise it's gonna happen. It's. I mean, I don't know. It's like there's a matter of like there's a there's when I, at this age there's disaster after disaster after disaster financially and yeah. job wise. Right. But then you what? But, I don't know what I'm gonna do or right. But then it's certain how I'm gonna pay for school. There's a certain calm. There's a certain calm that you have to get into where you understand that like you're a procrastinator or you're like just a last minute person or you're just somebody yeah. that is a survivor that makes sure that things get moving to the next fucking thing. That, that's what I found about myself. That's what I had to fucking just lean into and say is that like eventually I just get shit to move in my fucking direction and I'm just going to go with that, you know? Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, I mean, thanks for calling, yeah, Jake. And feel free. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to send emails with updates and everything like that. I, I'd love to, to reconnect with you. I mean, yeah. If you're a Twitter, it's tough. If, if I mean, you're a Twitter person, you can always DM me. Don't I'm believe us. Okay I mean, like, that. we don't even know what you, we like. <laughs> We're yeah, I'm on Twitter. 
we're comfortable. Year old. We're dude, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to get a fucking deck, dude. I'm about to have a deck for the first time in my life. Like, I don't even know what it's like to be 20 no more. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Yeah. You can always message me. I, 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 if I don't answer right, I will answer. I always do. I answer people yeah. all the time. So if you're, if you feel, if something hits, you know, and, and you need somebody to talk to, I'm always there. All right, Jake. Peace in the middle east. Have a good night, Jake. We're done. Yeah. We got hey guys, ones. We got. We got jump in. You want to jump in? It's twelve. Oh, we hit twelve. We did three hours. Jumpins out. Take the call. You're making me feel guilty. I'm now. just saying it's the jump in. Take the jump in. No, Jake was right on. Jake was. Jake made it in under the wire, but this is a jump in. Let's okay. see who we got. All right. I want to see what they got to say. I want to eat an ice cream sandwich and a frozen pizza. Like, Thanks. You're hey. gonna make me sit there for an hour and then not take my call. Are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah, who's are. who's the motherfucking nice. jump in tonight? Who jumped in? It's <laughs> coming from Chicago. What's up, Kevin? Howdy. What's going on tonight? We're try we're on overtime. We're on time and a half. Yeah, this right is time now, and a half. So I'm gonna up? have to send a PayPal payment to Brian tomorrow. Well, what do you mean? Know. Oh, you're you're talking like no no no, I was thinking you have to pay extra, like you're not a time slot or something. No. Um what was I going to talk about? So, you guys talk about Antifa and um, stuff like that in this channel? I'm new Some... to this channel. Oh, you're a tw uh -oh. are you a Twitch person? What? Are you on Twitch? We're the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We do it the best on WD WCRS out of Columbus, Ohio. You don't know who we are? Oh, no. No, but I just learned through YouTube. Oh no, we can't do that. That's we're not going to pay extra for this bullshit. All right, thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. We ah, love y'all, y'all. Ah, Peace out. Uh, we'll see you next later this jockey. week on Wednesday. Shocktober is happening next week. Uh, how? Uh, bye.